To, to I see a red light on the door on the board. Too. I see green light right there. But there's a red one right beside it. Well, don't press the red button. Well, no, it's a red light, not a red button. That's the one sci-fi thing that would kill us if I was somewhere with Jen on a spaceship or something. Oh, because she would, would totally press the, press button, the red, button. red button. Shiny. <laughs> so she would be like, you know, Ren and Stimpy. She would be Stimpy and blow you all up. I guess she'd be I Homer seen Ren and Stimpy in like years. Don't press the button. The big shiny red button. This button. (laughs) Welcome, listeners, to a new episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay. It might be a little bit of a a tired episode because, well, two of us were at Fan Expo all weekend. And one of us was there for a day. And the other other word is bright-tailed and bushy-eyed. Yeah, uh, yes. Bright tail the bush. Yeah, the bushes are coming right out of my eyes. Oh, uh, we don't need to hear about your bush. But he is going to Germany in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the return of the bad German. Yes, we are going to Germany on Friday. I had completely forgotten we did that until I edited the episode. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so you've gone to Germany, so that's this weekend. Yeah, yeah. it shall be fun. Fun. Will be hard. Or else? <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. There's so, a chance I might go to Munich Comic Con uh, in a couple of ooh, weeks. There's a chance. Stay I tuned. will see how I feel that, and what else be, is going that's on. That's a today. three week uh, teaser you threw in <laughs> you there. You know what, Kevin? If you go to Munich Comic Con or don't go to Munich Comic Con, nobody's going to know. So you can just make shit up. Yeah, that's <laughs> yep. true. It's that like it was true. great. I saw, I saw the German comics. Yeah. And uh, yeah, who's the guest of honor? At uh, the, you looked at it. Yeah, it's um, uh, Giancarlo. Um, Esp- is it Esposito from Breaking Bad? He was. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, he's been at Fan Expo a bunch of times. And there's a couple of Game of Thrones people. Oh, okay, but there's um, like a million Game of Thrones people. Yeah, exactly. well, there's like two. It's like the show that and keeps on secretly, from I'm a Game of Thrones person. Like, well, uh, like basically in North America, anybody could be Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like we got this guy from The Walking Dead. He played he played this skull was, that was on the ground. It was the zombie in the background of the yeah. third scene of episode they seven of season a, two. The last time I checked, they hadn't announced any comics guests. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, to be fair, though, when to be fair, uh, I went to one of my early what the show that became Fan Expo. They had a lot of the the television stars of the fifties and sixties there. And they had the guy who played Mike TV on in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, oh, the yeah. Dean Wilder version. So, like, you know, he was it, it was his one role really he, when he was a kid, and now he's in his mid thirties. It could have been anybody sitting behind that table, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have known. But yeah, at least when you like it. You see Butch Patrick or something like that. He still looks like Butch Patrick. Yeah, and I think he does that probably a little bit on purpose. Yeah. Like, the, at least the hair. Well, because really, what else has he done? 
the guy that's there from the Game of Thrones is the it's the bastard, the guy that cuts the guy's nuts off. Oh. And is also in yeah. uh, in humans. Oh, he's on Misfits too. So uh, I guess I should introduce everybody. Kevin's here today. Hello. Ryan's here today. That's me. And Snowhawk Cosplay's here today. Hello. So we're going to go through a little bit of the news, and then the majority of this episode will be focused on our escapades at Fan Expo with uh, Kevin asking some questions, mm-hmm. us telling us some stories, and uh, reliving the whole thing is kind of a, like a little bit of a postmortem. So anyways, Ryan, you got a little bit of news. I know it's not a huge amount, but what do you yep, got? Not a big amount of news. A little bit of news happened since we last recorded. So uh, Matt Smith and Dominic Monaghan have both been cast in Star Wars Episode mm-hmm. 9. Yes, they have. Uh, everybody knows Matt Smith was the Doctor. Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, He was 10? 11? He was 11. 11. And Dominic Monaghan was, uh, he's, you know, he's a J.J. Abrams. J.J. likes to put him in stuff. He was in Lost. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings. He was a Hobbit. He was Mary, right? Or, or Pippin. I always get those two mixed up. Uh, no, he was yeah. Mary. Yeah, he was Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you know, the, the one article uh, for Matt Smith cast in a key role. So I'm guessing because he's British, he will be on the Empire side. No, First, first Order. Or the First Order, sorry. <laughs> but that would be my guess, too. Yeah. Maybe well, he's the new Snoke. Or maybe he... Like... Just because he's cast, they say key role. Yeah. Oh. Maybe he's a knight of Ren. Could be. I maybe could. Skynet. Oh, maybe. Mm. Maybe he's Skynet. the doctor. Oh, the ultimate crossover oh, wait, maybe he's franchise the... that did not get off the ground. He, maybe he is the doctor. He just could be the doctor. <laughs> maybe he's all hologrammy and blue. There you go. Could be. I'm... He we, could be in a complete alien costume, and we'll never yeah. know it's him. Him, yeah, it's one there's like discussion about. But does anybody believe that Edward Edward E. Grant is anybody but a first order guy? Mm. Like he only plays bad guys now. Richard E. Grant. Part. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, yeah not Edward E. Grant. <laughs> Maybe he's going to play his character from Hudson Hawk. Have you seen that? Uh, there's only about three people who's going to get that. Yeah. There was an image on, online today I saw of Matt Smith in the, his current project with a huge shaggy beard and long hair because he's playing Charles Manson in a movie. But not the Tarantino movie. Uh, no. No, some I, British they ca- because they cast, it, they cast that Manson very, like this week, too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, wait, no, different movie. It's got to be a different yeah. movie. All right. So there's that. Uh, more casting news. So uh, Alan Tudyk has signed on to play uh, Mr. Nobody in uh, in the Doom DC Patrol. universe, which is the DC uh, streaming services. Yeah, services Doom Patrol, as well as Brendan Fraser has been cast in that to play uh, Robot Man. Yeah, that ca- mm-hmm. that casting, as timed as always, was like came out the day after we we recorded our last episode. Yep. Uh, and then to go with news from that, there was news. Well, I'll say it now. It's out of Fan Expo at the uh, DC Universe or DC Nation panel. They were asked about, you know, is the DC streaming service is it coming to Canada? And apparently, the uh, Canadian version of the app is in beta right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no price. VHS. No, not on VHS. Sorry. <laughs> Only beta. Beta one this time. Um, beta one in Europe. Nobody asked them. <laughs> but yeah, so there was you know, no talk of price or when it will actually go live in Canada. But, you know, it's mm. one of those things. Had they said nothing, 
I'm sure they would have had this a room full at, of... You said at Fan at Expo? At Fan Expo, yeah, at their panel. So they would have had uh, a room full of nerds that were mad. The panel that delayed one of my panels by a good 10, 15 minutes. Really? Yep. Was it but did, did but to be fair, they asked. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, DC came to the organizers and said, we need a little bit more time. So, uh, uh, was, it, okay. was it Dan DiDio? Was it yep, his yep. panel? Dan DiDio said, hi to me twice this weekend. I have a feeling he thinks he should know me, but... We've never met. <laughs> Whatever works. Take it. Yeah. Or he's just a friendly guy. Yeah, that could be it, too. Um, oh, apparently Alec Baldwin was cast to play uh, Thomas Wayne in the Joker origin movie. Mm-hmm. And but then two days later, had to back out because of scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Which is probably up that one that bad. Like, if you're his agent or scheduler, because he's got somebody who handles all that shit. He doesn't. Unless maybe after it came out. Something moved, I guess. decided maybe it wasn't the best play or something like that. Did you see the description they were giving of Thomas Wayne for this movie? Basically trying to make him like Alec Ball or like Donald Trump in the 80s. Basically a douchebag. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so not the traditional thought of Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Which I still wouldn't even, if it's a Joker origin, why would there be? Be involvement with Thomas Wayne. Oh. Any, uh, Why is this oh. movie getting made? Oh, oh. but here's the thing: is this the Alec, Joaquin Phoenix yep. Joker movie yeah. if that Alec, apparently he's lost a bunch of weight for? If Alec Baldwin is playing Thomas Wayne, yep. and Batman was influenced by the Shadow, so that means Batman's father was the Shadow. Bum, 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 bum. But it, not. But it's not to be. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. Not now. It's going to no. be Billy Zane. He'll be influenced by the Phantom. Oh, oh. <laughs> in. I'm in. And you know if that if that casting actually happens, Ed will be like, see. <laughs> well, and see, and like the other thing too. Uh, just after you know, kind of tying into Fan Expo here, where Billy Zane was a last minute addition. Yeah, and he it was, was like son of a bitch. If they could have gave a little bit of time, I have a purple bodysuit <laughs> that was going to become a Phantom costume. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I would have if finished if it I had time. time, I would have made the Phantom and probably been the only Phantom at Fan oh, Expo. Oh yeah, I I haven't seen but probably the only Phantom at Fan Expo in the past ten years. I, <laughs> five, five. Because I'm sure I remember seeing him, but yours would have been better. Because I this guy this guy's uh, not so great. I love. Billy Zane Phantom movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I love the shadow though. Like I, I, I liked the Phantom when I saw it originally, and so I can't see me not liking it now. I watched it not too long ago. It still stands up in the same way that Rocketeer still stands yeah. up and the Shadow still stands up. Like okay, those are those really good '90s fringe, yeah, superhero movies mm. that weren't a steaming pile of shit like Spawn. Or steel. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned those because we just watched a video naming off like the ten worst movies, like superhero, superhero movies. movies, and but those were both there. <laughs> but we argued against other ones. Yeah, not saying that Spawn is horrible, but it has its flaws. Oh to yeah, me, oh. there's not as many flaws with the, the Phantom. The Spawn the today doesn't hold up, especially from a visual standpoint. Yeah. Those it. It's kind of like watching Phantom Menace, but worse. The the visual effects are just... But something something like The Rocketeer, the story, I think it's even better now than what it was in the 90s. Or maybe it's because I'm 25 years older now, too. Yeah, you can appreciate the story. Directed by the same guy who ended up directing Captain America. Yep, Joe Johnson. uh, The first Avenger. The first Avenger. 
I was going to say, wait, which Captain America? The one with the rubber ears, Captain America? <laughs> or no, the actual... one where he rides a motorcycle and has a clear shield that was on television in 1979. Oh, okay. That one. No, Joe Johnson, so first Avengers. So also did the, the notebook. Good one. Inter- yeah. Like, interesting career path. Hmm. Also did the nope. All right, you got anything um, else there? Just one last thing. Uh, so there's uh, been that whole thing with the... Transformers the movie so the original 1986 movie coming back to theaters uh, that was going to be this whole US screening on Thursday September 27th there were no talk about Canadian times uh, so after diving through the Cineplex website, I discovered uh, it is coming to Canada Yay! now not on Thursday September 27th but on Sunday the 30th and then also the following Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday of the next week. So you know, look we get at your, multiple opportunities. Yeah, we've got we have like four chances. You know, well, we could watch it any day we want because we both own the Blu-ray, but not on the big screen. I, I've never seen it on a big screen. So I'm oh, I saw it. On, I saw it in originally on its original theatrical run. Kind of like when Ed and I went to go see T two that re-release yeah. that they did. It was yeah. like I, I just wanted to see it on the big screen again. Yeah. I, I own multiple copies of that movie. The movie that was on uh, in Cineplex this week. Weekend, all weekend was Scarface. They were like showing the, that all the weekend. Brian De Palma, the Al Pacino, Al Pacino movie. movie. Hmm. You know, so. I don't like that movie. I, I don't like. It's okay. I've just never gotten what the big deal is. Yeah. Over it. I, I don't know why. I'm not a big Scarface fan, but I did watch it. Well, I picked it up. For, I think three bucks on VHS or yeah. something like that. But I watched it just so I could cross the bucket list off of all the stuff that's referenced from it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very yeah. true. You know, like if you watch The Simpsons, you better watch Scarface at some point, just like Doctor Strange Love or yeah. uh, Spartacus. Well, that's our, the 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 unspooled podcast that uh, Kevin and I listen to. That's one of the things they do is the Simpson check. Yeah, uh, because they're going through AFI's list of the hundred best movies of all time from like when is it like the ninth? It's the two thousand seven list. The last time the major the main list was updated was two thousand seven. Yeah. So, but the, each episode is like so. Is there a Simpsons reference to it? And I don't think they've had a movie where there hasn't been. Some of them are really small and tenuous, but every the last few have just been. Yeah. Oh yeah, here's here's the singing in the rain number that Mr. Bird sang. Alrighty. Yeah, that's all I got for that's news. A, like uh, I said, it was a light week. Yeah, not much and, in the news. Hmm? There's not much in the news. No, no, no. Which is kind of good. Oh yeah. Other it's than coming. I discovered what kind of the summer was this week, and I'm sad that I discovered that. No. Oh, you that's, hadn't been exposed to that before that. Well, no, I I didn't realize there was a term for those douchebags. Oh, but and apparently one of them released a list of. Uh, comic creators that they can't follow because they're like against them right now and, for the audience will you explain oh, okay, what comic so gate comic comics gate is the term that is currently being used by uh one formerly major comic book artist and a youtube personality basically defending the going back to where characters were all white and all male well, similar to the and, oh, and gamer creators game. as right. well, you know, because there's a lot of female creators that apparently slept their way. I'm using quotation figures because you can't see it. Slept their way to the top, right. or which is we all know is bullshit. Um, so that, uh, I came across the term this week. Mm. I didn't realize there was. It spun one. out of GamerGate, didn't it? Yeah, yeah kind of, and the the comic book artist who I I don't want to use his name because no, I really don't. just don't want to give him more press. No. 
So basically, it just comes down to again, stupid white people ruining for for the rest of us. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the, uh, the there was one good tweet I saw. So this list got published of the people against Gamergate who you should avoid. So guys like Bill Sinkevich. Dave Gibbons, you know, what did those two guys ever do to the industry? Oh, yeah, they created some of the best books ever made in the 80s. Right. And, like, the list is is fairly long. Um, oh, I guess I have to reveal his name now because this is part of it. So um, Dave Johnson, noted cover artist for DC and Marvel, um, was the one that pointed out that Ethan Van Skyver's sketchbook from two years ago was called My Struggle. Also, if you if you translate my struggle into German, Mein Kampf. Oh. So Dave Dor- Dave Johnson pointed this out as part of his tweet of like with the list of I'm the one who pointed out the sketch list. What's a guy got to do to get, get on. on this list? Because he's against uh, get comic skate as well. It was just kind of funny, mm. but yeah, so. I so discovered that this week. So basically sums up, people are assholes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just avoid people. Another reason why the internet can't have nice things. things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's talk about good things. Yep. Like Fan Expo. Yay. So uh, you were there all weekend, Ed, correct? Yep. No, I was there all four days. Yeah, same here. Uh, you were I was there Friday, Friday only. I walked around the building. If you had gone on in Saturday? the right entrance, you probably could have gotten. I probably in. could have walked in. I thought about trying. I didn't. I didn't get my pass checked, like, at all. <laughs> so I didn't get my. Uh, one day I didn't get my wristband checked, but uh, in defense of the security, it was a pain in the ass to get mine because I had gauntlets on. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. I, I had my my. Hawkeye gauntlets on one day, and I had my Batman on the other day. Oh, because you had a wristband. Yeah, I had a wristband, okay. so it's it was kind of tucked under, and you're trying to pull it out because I've got these like leather um, bracers on, and yeah. Is that something they should maybe think about for the future? Because like you're obviously not the only cosplayer that would have that issue, right? There's lots of them. There's there's lots of people. They'll they'll stick their wristband onto their costume somewhere. Or even onto their mm. accessory, and I know in the past they've given people a hard time on that. Um, a friend of mine who he put it around his ankle mm. because he didn't want anything up around yeah, his hand, so he yep. put it down. I mean, his I mean, ankle just like put it on, get one similar to like the the guest passes where it's on a lanyard where you can see it. Yeah, but it's a lot cheaper. Expense, I guess. Yeah. Well, the problem with the lanyard, you can hand that off to anybody. Yeah, yeah once you true. put the wristband on. It's it's there. Yeah, but I could have done that with my lanyard. I could have handed it off to Kevin at some point. Mm-hmm. He could have been Brent Chittenden for a day. It's, mm-hmm. but it's technically, kinda... and here comes the air quotes, is not supposed to happen. But yeah, but the thing Tickets with the are wrist... non-transferable. Yeah, but the thing with the wristbands, the wristbands, it's on you. They're supposed to notice if it's been tampered with. But but with the amount of people that they're putting through, you know. Yeah. Well, they apparently had problems with counterfeit tickets too. Did they? Yeah, the second year in a row that they've they've had that issue. Yeah, there was a post on Saturday on their Facebook page about it. But oh. the other good thing, though, with how entrances are into entrances are into the building and how security was doing everything, it was really easy to get in. Oh, it was yeah. like no time at all. Well, that's Even with doing. No bags allowed in the building. You couldn't bring in bags. Well, you could there. have bags. No, it was a bag check. No. The sign said no bags. 
If you walked into the building, they had a sign that said no bags. Well, they weren't oh. enforcing that one at all. But they had bag check. Yeah. So, but the sign technically said no bags allowed in the building. So you'd have to go to bag check and they check your check your bag, but you were real quick getting through. Oh, yeah. all the bag checks were fine. Like when I mm. went in on the Friday There's morning. There's no way you can do a Comic-Con without a bag. No. Because people are going to carry stuff. Mm. You, you yeah. need to have something to I wonder if it's a weird legal in. loophole on the off chance they have to confiscate your bag from you. Yeah. They can point to you. See? No bags. Mm. Yeah. And same with no outside food or drink. Yeah. You can... You could easily walk in with outside food or drink. Oh, but I always bring lunch. <laughs> but they had signs I'll, up I'll saying... I'll be the first to admit, Ryan and I did this year, too. Yep. But they had signs up saying no outside food or drink. Yep. yep. But, again, you put the policy in place, so if you had to, so if somebody's bringing in gr- you know, grocery bags of stuff, it's yep. like, uh-uh, you can't bring it in. You can only bring in enough for personal consumption. But it was well posted, but you could get in quick. Like, I went in with my con bag on Thursday... Not a problem. Yep. Getting through. I had a, and I and my con bag was empty. So like, well, that's the thing. Like, I gave my bag to Brent because we were we weren't sure if. Well, first off, I just figured his lineup is going to be a lot shorter than my lineup because he was going through the staff entrance, where I was going through the you know the public entrance. So I just gave him my bag with my camera and my lunch in it and said, "Here, take this. I'll get it from the inside." Yep. Now. We got in line. It was we were outside. Probably in I wasn't line. waiting long. For no, you. we got in line about a quarter to nine. <laughs> By five to nine, I was on the floor. Mm. Okay, so they 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 moved us. They, they instead of letting us line up right at the doors in the metal walkway, like in the, with the, the the railings, they had us start out on the street. They let you on the floor by nine. I thought ten. No, it was it was five to t- by five by five to ten. Because I was a quarter oh, after nine. Five to oh. ten. Yeah. No, but you had said by you nine. Said nine yeah. oh, you said nine. Yeah. You said by nine. You're I'm on the sorry. floor, and I thought that was long a lot. day. So I went back in time, went to yeah. the floor. <laughs> oh, so nine <laughs> central time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they they had us out on the street. Then they moved us up. Then they started pulling the, anybody that had the uh, premium passes out to South on them. They could go to the other line. And then all of a sudden, somebody was just like, you know, you saw one security guard give them the signal, be like, oh, yeah, open the doors. And then they started doing bag check. And it was a pretty, you know, they'd open your bag, take a quick look. There, I think, especially after the shooting at the video game championship. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more thorough, to be completely yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I think. And, they would have, and honestly, they would have had full right. And yep. with the number of shootings that have happened in Toronto. With like, the one happening over, just the day before. Shootings in Toronto this week. Yeah. And, well, there was one at Yorkdale. The, my, yeah, my subway they, had to skip Yorkdale on the They evacuated the, way up to the, the mall. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's just it's one of those. They, they have to put it in place. Oh yeah, especially yeah. It, like if you, well, if you go to a ball game down in the states, there you got to walk through metal detectors. Exactly. Like I went to the Braves game in in April. I went to Minnesota Twins game last year. You know, you're walking through metal detectors. If you're going in Canada's Wonderland, you got to go th- through metal detectors. Yep. How much would it cost Fan Expo to bring metal detectors? Well, in that's not them. That's the convention center, right? Well, so, well, it could be a combination of the two. But yeah, yeah. exactly. It's. And then it would be, you know, with everything that people are bringing into something like that, it would be a pain in the ass. But it could be something we see in the next couple of years. But then when you get into how many things have we had problems like that in Canada at a Comic-Con? Not yet, but better be prepared than not. There, just in case. 
But and to be fair, like the there wasn't fair. anything at uh, San Diego this year either. So <laughs> I think they came out pretty much unscathed. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard any reports of anything at any no. rate. So. But and then you know the from from all reports like the the bag check the the well maybe not the food part but at least the bag check is common occurrence at all the other Informa Fan Expo yep. events in the states. So. Mm. You know, and I'm sure you know the, the no food in the building, like no outside food part. That's always been in the yeah. the policy. It's never really enforced. Even now, like even this time, they looked. When you said they looked through the bag, they're like, "Okay, what's that?" And they were more concerned with what was in your container, the the plastic bin that had your uh, recording that's stuff. A convention center rule too, right? Well, they no, yeah. Well, because that's how they can make three dollars and fifty cents on a Coke. Yeah. Yeah. What was pizza at this year? Any idea? Uh, I think it was seven, but I didn't look. Oof. I bought I bought a lemonade and a Coke, and that was ten dollars and fifty cents. And yeah, the rest of the time I was just Coke. Uh, somebody somebody went to go buy a sandwich ahead of me in line, and I thought I was listening to things wrong. But he bought a muffin. He was going to buy a muffin and a sandwich. Ten dollars. Well, they said the sandwich was twelve bucks. Oh shit! So he paid. He said, "Well, I'm not going to buy the sandwich for that much," and he still paid twelve dollars. Yeah, for the muffin that he ate half of when we're standing the, in line. The, the pizza, pizza ones, the one that drives me nuts because the other ones are like they're kind of booths. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, no. but pizza, pizza. Like you go down the street to pizza, mm-hmm. pizza, two slices, five dollars. Yeah. Like well, they're they are only jacking up the price. You go for, down on the front street over by over by uh, John, and you get the three hot dog carts out there, and it's two bucks for a hot dog, a dollar for a coke. Yeah. So, I by time you know cosplay. And we should we should specify this isn't fan expos thing. This is the convention. Yeah, this center is convention and, center and the and, food people themselves. And and but like. You know, cosplayers just run on sugar and caffeine, so that's yeah. what I what I had all weekend. So you know, it's like, well, screw it. I'm not going to walk outside to go get a dollar coke. I'll just pay three fifth or three and a yeah. quarter mm-hmm. in here and buy one. But if since we're talking about food, basically, I think f- the convention center or fan expo has to do something. The food is garbage, like pizza, pizza, all that kind of stuff. At least when you had other events like. Um, March Comic Con, mm-hmm. where you got a little bit more space, and the one year they brought all the food trucks in. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. you get something different. Like mm-hmm. to me, I walk through there and I see, like at Fan Expo, you you see the you know the the chive and whatever crap, like the pre made sandwiches, and I don't eat those. That's like gas station sandwiches, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. You've got pizza, pizza. You've got the little sushi guy, mall court sushi. Yeah. And, I had that. It wasn't terrible, and I'm just like, no, I'm. I will go without food. And you know what? That it's going to get worse. So across the convention center, there's that bank of restaurants, right? Loose Moose is there. Yep. There was Joe Badali's was there in the Overdraft Pub that was downstairs. I think it was called the Overdraft. Yeah, and you got Scatterbush up there. Yeah. Got, uh, so Jack Astor's. That's stri- yeah, but I mean that there's stretch of buildings where the Loose Moose and not that's going. That's a condo. Oh, is it? It'll, uh, Joe Badali's is already gone. They've already moved out. So what, are they going to pull the moose out as well? Or They're, They don't have a choice. Those buildings are sold. That's oh. a condo. Like, I don't know when it's developing, 
but it can't be too far behind because Bedali's closed up shop. They auctioned hmm. off all their shit. They're gone. Well, it's and the same with the pub downstairs. It's going to suck that the moose is gone because I like that place. But we did find a great little pub. Um, it's a little bit of a walk, but it's down on the Esplanade, and that was really good. And, well, Brent, you joined us for dinner last night up on... Uh, Elephant Castle's not bad. Yeah, I, I it. When I was wandering around, I actually walked into the rec room on Saturday. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, it's Fan Expo weekend. It's going to be packed. It wasn't. Uh, there was oh. lots of space to walk around. And they have food and beer. They do. Uh, and video games. How and is video that place games. not packed? It wasn't packed. Well, weren't they it's expensive. Have... Is it? Yes. I didn't actually look at the uh, menu. Okay. Yeah. I we I went there Friday night for the Sean Ward show. Oh, as you said, there was uh, an event party. one night. Yeah, so I went there. Uh, Sean Ward show put on a really good event. Um, he brought in a band where Sean actually was the lead singer of it. He was mm. playing Star-Lord uh-huh. in the band. We still they did. They did really well. The the thing is, Sorry, the rec room. I, it's, I have my opinions on that guy. I'll we still need to go to the rec room to do the Ghostbusters Void experience. Um, I'll tell you something about that after we're off air. Okay. <laughs> but the thing with the rec room, like there, like as far as drinks, like you're talking, you know, a ten dollar, eleven dollar pint. Oh, that's yeah, what I paid at the pint. It always pint. is, or was that for the special event? That no, that's that's or? how the place is. Uh, okay, because um, I like Ash, sometimes that like that some of that could be going into the band's pocket. No, Ash goes to. Ash went to the rec room, and the uh, place okay. is expensive. Even I went to the Pint Pub, which used to be Planet Hollywood, right by the, at the entrance to the CN Oh, Tower. okay. That's yeah. where I was when I texted you, uh-huh. and it was ten dollars for uh, okay, so for a yeah. beer. Basically, go further out. Yeah, you go further out. In if there. You, if, if We're in the heart of tourist zone. Yeah, right? that's it's, very. If true. you're like, we went over to the Esplanade and went over to the beer market on Saturday night, and. The food was more reasonable compared to mm-hmm. right over at Front Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, my tab over at the Esplanade over at the beer market was way better than on Thursday night when I was at at, um, at Loose Moose. I ate dinner at a, on a patio at Harborfront, and uh, the food was good, and it wasn't super expensive, and there was a lovely view of the lake. So Yeah, there's a – if we want to go for beer next time, there's a pub that's about – Oh, four-minute walk from where we were at Elephant and Castle last night. It's kind of a hole in the wall, but they have... It's all craft beer and also all, like, uh, oh, uh, I rotating know the, casks and I stuff like I that. I had a beer there called Grendel once. Is that, that the place amazing. you got to go down the stairs No, to? it's it's upstairs. It's, uh, not, it's across the street, kind of from Mountain... Uh, Equipment co-op. Oh, up there. Okay, I was thinking yeah, of a place on, over on, on Front Street. Well, even if you get up to... Um, yeah, once you get up to King Street, if you go up to Queen Street, like there's so, ton, there's tons of great places. Well, this has been Maybe. Toronto Pub Talk. Yeah, yeah. so like it just well, uh, we like beer, we like beer, and we like food. Yeah. So, so to go on to that, the Odyssey that I went on on Saturday night to get food. It's like, well, we we went all the way to Queen West. Because we went to Jack Astor's was full. The next place was full. The next place after, like, with 45-minute waiting list. And finally, Andrew from Geek Hearts, like, you mind wings? There's a Wild Wings at, on Queen West that's, by that point, that we're not too far from. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I like Wild Wings. Sure. We get up there. That Wild Wings closed because they're putting a condo into the <laughs> building. <laughs> well, and that's what happened with us Saturday night. We went to 
the pub that I always liked that I never had a problem that you've had shitty service at mm-hmm. and we had shitty service. I'm not going to give out the name right now because I don't want to jinx myself because I like it. There. We'll give it a third shot. Yeah, we'll and give it a third shot. If it we, sucks again, then I was right. That being said, we had a crew of 15 people show up well, that'll mm-hmm. be. and actually one of the featured cosplayers joined us as well. So um, we got there and yeah, so we pulled the plug uh, Loose Moose was busy. Jack Astor's was busy, so that's where we wound up at the beer market. Which one joined you? Which cosplay? Uh, Evil in thirteen. Cool. So uh, she was staying with um, a couple of the guys from, or one of the guys from Ontario Ghostbusters, and also uh, Messiah Complex cosplay, uh, Day cosplay, Mopolo cosplay, and she's she was really nice. Um, I found out that she was staying. With everyone, um, just uh, most of them were friends of mine, and I had kind of made the comment, "Hey, you should come out for dinner with us some night." And we were at the pub, and uh, and uh, Evelyn showed up, so it was really nice. Unfortunately, because of the delays, she had to get to one of the Pink City parties. No, there was a party yeah. on Saturday night. She had to. That wasn't the the uh, that wasn't the cosplay party on Saturday night. Yeah, there was one that. Uh, um, another retro game place or something like that i yeah yeah there's a bunch of them throughout so the city un- now. unfortunately she had to leave to go to that but uh no evelyn was there she um really great cosplayer from from vancouver i had a lot of fun talking to her all weekend i made sure to stop at her booth because i've i've been a fan of her stuff uh some of her stuff is a little bit not safe for work so don't jump on her instagram <laughs> uh, if you're sitting in the office but she is super nice, um, and I would put her as one of the nicest cosplayers I've ever met. And like, there's some of them I respect a lot, like Leanna Vamp, uh, Alexandria the Red, and uh, Nika Stone, and and Evelyn, uh, Evelyn Thirteen. She's just she was very very nice. And uh, does she cosplay as Evil Lynn from He Man? No, but did she uh, start off that way. Because sometimes that's like the first costume you do, I, and then you, you haven't done it in six years, but you I still went, have the name. I went through her book, and I, I don't normally buy prints from a lot of cosplayers, because when you cosplay yourself, yeah, it's tough. Like, I have prints for sale, and nobody buys stuff from Nobody buys, well, shit from me. But... Because you don't have boobs, Ed. Well, Sorry, you're a forty-year-old, forty-something-year-old cosplayer. But I'm going through her book, and she does the Baroness. And oh, okay. So she did. She did a photo shoot one time of her. It was. It's all in latex, uh, but a Baroness outfit on a tank. And it's like I go through the book. I'm like, okay, no, that's. So anybody who knows me knows I'm a big GI Joe fan. So it's like, nope, that's the one I have to buy from you. So. Speaking of GI Joe cosplay, I saw a uh, Snake Eyes, but it was specifically the first GI Snake Eyes. Three and three quarter action figure snake eyes. That was Dark Jedi. Oh, of course you know him because <laughs> he was with a he was actually with a GI Joe group on. Oh, Sunday. he was the only one I saw. Well, there was a whole group. Was it yesterday Sunday that you saw? Mm, might have been Saturday. Okay, there was a GI yeah. No, it would have had to be Saturday because it's the only time I went to the North Building and I saw him on okay. on the way out. There was uh, so it might not have been Dark Jedi, but there was a GI Joe group. On Sunday, um, Wonder Woman 905, she was doing Cobra Commander, and then she switched over to Scarlet. Oh, okay. And um, 
Loki Quinn was there. Uh, Guelph Spider-Man was there. Um, so I got talking to 905 and I told her, I'm like, okay, uh, the, I've been cosplaying for five years. I have everything to do. General Hawk, Sergeant Slaughter, and I'm working on a shipwreck. I'm like, nobody cosplays G.I. Joe. I said, you've done it quite a few times. I said, next time you're doing it, let me know. I will be there because, like, that's just too awesome. I, I would do Bazooka if I could. <laughs> I would do Bazooka. I'd shave everything off, have the mustache, and, well, and, and I just need to get the jersey. Well, and depending on the version, like on the G.I. Joe Resolute, you know, um, the nice thing with Bazooka... He's dead. <laughs> well, he dies in that one, but but the thing is, um, you don't have to be rippling and muscles and all that kind of no. stuff to be bazooka. Yeah. So, you know, that's that that's a nice thing with. That's why I said, and with the, wearing a, a football jersey like that is uh, that hides the other bit of it. And, and uh, <laughs> he's just a fun character, especially if you go back to the the real American hero yeah. cartoon series. So let's uh, let's. Let's go with uh, talking about the convention itself. Now mm-hmm. that we're done pub talk, I don't know how to do this. What do you want to know, what Kevin? I, how were crowds this year? Was it as big as last year? Was it bigger? Saturday was insane. Was it? They actually capped the building at one o'clock. Oh, they would not let anybody in. And then they started letting them in, but in small groups. Yeah, it was. Um, it's always it's always horrible trying to get from north side to south side. Oh yeah. And it was probably taking anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to get from side to side. Wow. And they also shut shut down the building, so they wouldn't let anyone else in. But, but they also brought in... So, also one of the escalators was down as well. Oh, that's not good. So, one of the escalators coming into the south building was down for maintenance. And they also did rotating shutdowns on the escalators as well. So hmm. they let so many people for so long and then shut it down. Hmm. They also brought in portable cooling units and put in the sky bridge and in the top yeah. the top of the south building, like basically on the path. And that's new. I've never seen that before. That was actually a really good thing. Especially on the sky bridge, which is oh, like, a, that, like yeah, going in. Yeah. A, a that wasn't their house. Friday. No, but th- they had that yeah. their Saturday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Saturday and was, that's was traffic managed pretty well, though? They kept I would traffic say flowing? So, as yeah, much as you, you could, can. You could yeah. keep moving. It was just it was the flow of people. Um, Saturday, I went to the North Building very shortly. The celebrity area is always insane yeah. and busy. You can't get through because everyone's lined up basically to the vendors. And then you've got the people who are there who are supposed to be there because they're going to meet everyone. And then you just got the people just standing there hoping to get a glimpse of a celebrity. Mm. So that is that's mm-hmm. always a problem. But it's also a good thing because it does bring traffic to that building. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while you'll get that person that's like... I'll talk to the person at the back of the line. How much is it? Oh, 20 bucks. Ah, I got 20 bucks left over, and they'll get in the line, and that person makes money, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's. So, what about panels? Like, were those easily easy to get to? or Well, well as far well, de- as depend- I was concerned. Well, yeah, depending on the day, too, right? Yeah. And depending um, on the panel. We, we got in line for the Hasbro Star Wars panel mm-hmm. half an hour early or so. 
Yeah, about that, I would say. Maybe 20 minutes yeah, early. Yeah, 20 minutes, half least. an hour. And um, and we almost didn't make it into the panel. Mm. There was not much of a lineup for it, but it was also in a small room. Right. I think next year I wouldn't be surprised to see it in something bigger. Right. But also Hasbro doing something like the Marvel Legends panel or the Bl- the Star Wars. It was panels. the first it's time. New. The first time ever. So yeah. I think I think that's something that they learned that. Wait a minute. There's actually people who actually give the rat's ass about action figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so hopefully that they, that's something that they do in the future because and they gave away shit. They oh gave God, away cool they, shit. Did they? We didn't. We don't know what they gave away at the Marvel Legends panel. If anything. If anything. But at the Star Wars panel, we go in, and then the the people who are participating in the panel, Hasbro's people, come in with a couple five hundred first troopers and a mm-hmm. Vader and a droid. And, and they, they all have the, the Star Wars Black Series lightsabers. Which there's probably retail, about six or yeah, eight of them. Around, what, One, 180 bucks? Yeah. 199 Canadian. 199 Canadian. Wow. So they're just walking with them. Let's say, oh, that's a the, cool, you know, that looks cool. They're walking lights in with go them. up and they just kind of hand them off to people. Ryan's like, oh, they're going to have to give those back. Followed by, like, as if on cue, the people at Hasbro going, just let us know if you want the boxes for them on your way out. We'll make sure you get them. Yeah. They, that was followed up by they gave away at least, what, two or three of the exclusives? How did they choose the people who got Random. them? Random. Random. They just, uh, which is why I thought it was kind of like, oh, they I walked will... in with them and it was like, a, here, you want to look at this? So. Not a, here, you get to win this. It's I like, have been dying for an excuse to buy the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker one. I just can't justify it on the price because I'm an adult with bill payments and a mortgage. I understand that. At the moment. But. I was jealous because they had that, and they gave it to this four-year-old kid. And when I found out he was keeping it, I was like, that kid is going to break that thing before he exits this room. I had to it's stop a waste Brent. of a lightsaber. I had to stop Brent from mugging a kid. That's funny. <laughs> but they gave away, like, at least two or three... Well, every con- every yeah, Star Wars exclusive. exclusive they had, they gave away, and they were signed by the design team. So they had the three and three quarter inch uh, set that had Doctor Phasma and the two droids, and it was signed by the design team. They gave like three of those away, and then they had the big uh, Kylo Ren and Ray centerpiece diorama with like the light up back thing. And the retails for I think it was one twenty or something like yeah, that in the one twenty the store. At the least. And they gave away two of those. The guy in front of us got one, mm. and then uh, there was another. Was there something else they gave away? Uh, the the Han set. The, the, oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the Minoc. And that was 50 bucks retail. Yeah. But, like, it, it's the first time I've been in a panel at one of these, like, one of the these things where it felt like a San Diego panel, where you mm. hear these stories of people getting all this free shit and stuff. Right. There was a lot kind of going away from the panels and what I could see on the floor. I felt there was a lot more corporate or company sponsorship. DC was there. DC For had the a, first time in years. Yeah, DC had, had been a, there. DC for, had a huge presence. Funko had a huge presence. Hasbro, actually, I kind of like how Hasbro did things this year versus before. Instead of having like a store, it was more like uh, a showcase, and you just check off. Like it was kind of like consumers. Yeah, distributing. but I, yeah. I kind of would have liked them to have more of the the Legends figures, like stuff that we like. Remember can how find we got in the, stores yeah, right now? We didn't but, get. Yeah, they they that was my only disappointment with that. But it is like do that setup, but with more stuff. 
Yeah. But I, it's got to be hard. But, but uh, like, I haven't, well, I ended up picking up the G.I. Joe set from three years ago. Cause the G.I. Joe Transformer? Three years ago. Yeah. So which one it was, was it? It was What's, the, What vehicles are in it? It was Shockwave and um, Jet Blast. It was basically, it was the Rattler and a Hiss tank. Okay, that's what I thought. So the, the, the plane yeah. and they the They called tank. it the Missile Command set. It wasn't. It's... Oh, so, see, the Missile Command set was the one from last year. That's that was the, the cardboard card, cutout. That's the cardboard cutout. That's why I didn't buy it. No. Because I'm like, if it was your set, I would have picked that up. No, this was, it was basically the, rat, the Rattler and the Hiss. <laughs> because I walked by and, okay, so everyone knows I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. I haven't collected G.I. Joe basically since... Hasbro quit Stop supporting, it. supporting the line. Ooh, yeah. there's a question. Whenever we, if we manage to get in contact with the Hasbro people, is when are we getting six inch? Uh, that was going to be my question when I, if I got to talk to them, and Ed and I discussed that last night. Oh, okay. So, so I end up going and looking, and I found this box set, which it's kind of cool because it's a huge box set, but the cover of the box is made to look like one of the original comic books mm-hmm. or in the comic book style. And I'm looking, and it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to spend any money. And I look, it's like, it's $49.99. Like, what the hell? That was, that was a $175 set. Yeah. You must have found a couple left over or warehouse so or something. So I'm like, uh, 50 bucks. that's ew, that's $25 a vehicle, which is really good. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to carry that thing around. Saturday, I go, and then that's when they put on the 25% off everything in the store. I'm shaking my fist at you right now. So I, I end up getting it for $42 after tax. And I texted my wife. I'm like, it's, it's the San Diego exclusive from three years ago <laughs> for 42 bucks. Yeah. Now, I put it together this afternoon, which, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things and putting a G.I. Joe vehicle back together. I'm glad I didn't pay 175 because they really cheaped out on the quality <laughs> of the oh, vehicles. The, the, the plastic's figure, a little different. Yeah. The, the figures are okay. Yeah. But, again, for $42... Um, I, it, was, it was fine for what you. Yep, you got. and it, and and it might be the very last GI Joe piece I ever buy, unless they come out with the like Black Series yeah, style. Yeah, if they come out with the like a Hero Six series inch. or something. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, next question. Um, were there well, any kind of media surprises like last year where we got to watch the first two episodes of Rebels? Not that I saw. Star Wars, other than Hasbro, didn't seem to have much of a, a thing there. Yeah. Um, beyond that, um, apparently I there was some some leaked stuff about Discovery. Um, my there friend, were two Discovery panels. I know yeah, that. My friend my Laura went, went to the to Discovery those. panel. They said they gave a little bit more of what's going to happen in season two. Yeah. So probably all the stuff. It's nice that that show's filmed in Toronto because they can just ask the, hey, yeah. just come on over. We didn't get much of the cast this year, though. No, the whole cast was there at the, no, at the cast what's panel. his name? Uh, the, the guy who, well, I guess he wasn't a main cast member. Um, so the, apparently Doug Jones was at. Jones was, at, was there. No, I'm he talking about. Um, Sinequa was name? there. The guy who was the bad guy and uh, it was Malfoy's dad. And oh, he's, he's, well, he's He was at uh, Dragon Con. Yeah, well, that's fine. Well, him and like two, at least two other people. I were. can't say anything about why he wasn't wouldn't be right. there, but well, he, apparently Doug Jones. It was doesn't at the surprise me that we he wasn't on there. Saturday night. He eats food. 
Well, <laughs> he just like he's always looks like skin and bones to me. I yeah. assume he lives on a completely liquid Sorry, diet. He, he wasn't at the restaurant I we were at. He was at Elephant and Castle on uh, night, so. the entire main cast of season two was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, now, the I odd ask, thing though, back to the Star Trek thing. Yeah. It was odd. Because inner space had a presence, but it does not feel the same without Teddy Morgan and Agent. That was my question. My next question was going to be about space's presence at Fan Expo. They had a booth. Because within the next couple of months, space isn't going to exist as an entity anymore. Space's booth was a combination of laser tag tag Uh and the captain's chair, which they had last year. And the captain's chair photo op that I sent you. Right. It that wasn't was, the same as that what was they space used to Because do. they don't have any personalities no. anymore, right? Because nope. they AJ don't do anything in house. Own AJ was hosting panel. PUBG and, and games at Xbox. Xbox. And AJ brought in a special guest for his panel. Yeah, he, it was Morgan yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. I, was, I was sitting outside their panel, jotting notes for mine when... That 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 panel got out, and they were both there. I'm like, oh, that's nice. They're still talking to one another. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wondered if if there was any of the new CTV branding uh, on. No, no, no. no. That's weird. I but would've... at the same time, if that backdrop didn't have space on it, you would have never known. No, right. I didn't that... even know it was a space booth. I just saw it was the <laughs> Star Trek Discovery the laser booth. tag in the in the in the captain's chair. Um, and e, like EB Games had a, I think a. If not the same, larger than what they had last mm. year, they had a really big presence there. Yeah. Well, they were in like, the part of the, I guess, the Dragon Ball tour. Dragon Ball took up a huge area, and which was and PlayStation, awesome. Play, PlayStation took up a big area yeah, too, and, and, and Warner Games. Can we all agree though that that Dragon Ball booth was like? I'm not into Dragon Ball. But it just looked cool. Mm. Like money was put into this thing with their statues and their photo op stations and a giant inflatable dragon flying. Did you at least go and look at it? I walked through the Dragon Ball Uh, and I basically said the same thing to piss everyone off. What's a fucking Dragon Ball? uh, I don't know anything about it, but I can appreciate the fact that like Alfredo Alfredo changed his plans to come as Master Roshi. Because he's like, I didn't know this was going to be here. It's like, well, they announced it. Yeah. So he changed his cosplay plan. And they had a plan. figure art store right behind it with all the cool-looking on both the, Well, figures. on both sides of it. Well, one was exclusively Dragon Ball, and mm-hmm. then the other was yeah. like other st- everything else. That but it was, that was a huge area. Yeah. And it was also interesting because it was there. Then the other vendors sort of kind of creeped into that food court area. Yeah. So well, that T-shirt guy, he always gets that spot right in the food court. Yeah, like yeah. right at the beginning of the food court. Like he's been there for the last couple of years. As far as the layout of the South Building, I had no complaints. Like it to me, it actually felt like a bigger deal because, like for for myself, having major corporate sponsorship like PlayStation, Xbox, Warner Warner Games, Funko, EB Games. Lego, it feels like okay, we're in the big time. Yeah. Yeah. After Marvel pulled out, mm. what was that, 2012, 2013? Yeah. And DC had already left at that, yeah, by that uh, point. Yeah. Because that was what, the last year that. Um, oh. Arun. Yeah, Arun Singh. The last year he was there. To me, that was the last time that Fan Expo had that real big time feel. Yeah. This year it was like. It had a big time feel again, like that. This is, this is the crown jewel of the Informa Fan Expo group. 
mm-hmm. which is Especially, what they place it to be. So mm-hmm. Well, be, and when they brought in all the, you'll probably talk about it later, but the cosplay contest where they bring the finalists in from from all the... Oh, I didn't see that far. I only saw like the first 20 minutes. But they brought the finalists in from all the other, other fan expos. So this oh. is basically... Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, this cool. is basically the last... Well, I guess Edmonton Expo is the last Informa con of the year. Mm-hmm. But they haven't but swapped Edmonton's- that over to a fan expo branding. Right. No, no. Like the Calgary Expo and Edmonton Expo are slowly transitioning yeah. into an Informa brand. I mean, Toronto is the biggest one. I would say their top ones would be... Tampa and Mega, Megacon, Megacon, Megacon Orlando, Dallas, Dallas. Megacon. I don't see them rebranding just because that that name value alone. They yeah. Will, yeah. They'll yeah. Just it's keep. been Megacon forever. Yeah, but it's still going to be the, the Fan Expo. But the, the it made me kind of like okay, we we're in the bigger time. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is on par with. You know, well, it's still it's the C- third biggest C- con in North America. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, well, yeah. supposedly it's. After uh, New York I, and San Diego, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, I figure it's kind of like wrestling. I figure all the gate numbers are fake, right? Yeah. <laughs> what the real numbers Everything's are, inflated. who knows? But I'm sure it's got to be up there, regardless. Well, right. and that's the thing with Fan Expo, like they they always like I didn't see what the attendance is this year, but they've always said around 105,000. Yeah. Well, Calgary Expo, like that's a four day show, and it mm. drew 105,000 the year I went. Actually, you know what? That's an interesting point. This is the first year I remember that they didn't do the social media of the numbers yet. Like the last couple of years, it's been like right the minute the show shuts down Sunday. Thank you, two hundred and fifty thousand people for coming to our show. Like this is the like the thank you tweet and all that was there. Just no numbers. No numbers. I, I also why. found too as you bring up their social media because I was following it all weekend. Their social media, I felt, was more hip. To make yeah. me sound like an old fuck trying to say this. No, no, I know um, what no, I, they were. It was it was different. It their the show itself felt corporate and professional. The social media felt fun, personal. Yes, fun in line. They were retweeting people. They were like actually, I was walking around and somebody said, "Hey, did you check out um, Fan Expo on Twitter?" And I went, "No, why?" They said, "You're on it." I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "No, check it." So we scroll through, and it was like somebody else's picture of no, or someone from Fan Expo took our picture. I didn't even know it was them. Oh, okay. It was myself, King of the Freaks, and uh, Toronto Dadpool because he was dressed as Captain Hook, and uh, Ash and I were Thor and Loki. And you scroll through, and it's all. I didn't even know Fan Expo took our picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they tweeted it out. Yeah. So to me, it was they were in the crowd. They were taking They more. were participating. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what it also with the app. The, I think the they're trying to get great. participation. Yeah. So, but with all the contests in the app. Yeah. I was going to say for those who didn't have the app or and Kevin, they had contests through it where you could redeem, like for doing certain things and stuff, you could redeem for t shirts. You get codes. Get uh, promo you get codes, codes and you get points for the codes. You get points for like. Uh, making it setting a schedule up in the app oh, or cool. liking five celebrities like your favorite five celebrities in the app or your favorite five vendors and it's like you could set up your schedule so it'd send you automatic reminders there was an interactive map in there yeah well that's um, how we found out that the hasbro panel got moved it was originally scheduled for 10 o'clock on friday morning and it was the day before I just happened to log into the app because I was looking for codes or something, right. and it popped up. Hey, the schedule you uh, the 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 app or the 
I, panel you put in your schedule has been moved to 12 now. So it's like, oh, well, thank see, you. And my problem now, you run iPhone, I run, I run Android. Yep. I was having problems with the app. I would save stuff yeah. to my schedule and it wouldn't save. See, I saw lots of people reporting that on the in one of the Facebook Maybe groups I'm in. The Android build just wasn't as good. Yeah. But yeah, so I never had any problems with things, my schedule being lost or anything like that. Now, I didn't build a giant schedule in it. I just kind of did For enough me, to get I the points. I one thing in my schedule, and that was my photo op with Triple H, but yeah. I had it set up to get a, uh, a text reminder anyways. Yeah. Now, the, the other thing I'll mention, is, along with your previous question about flow of traffic and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I found this year their social media department was very good on keeping people updated if you followed through their social media stuff. Like when you were saying like how the building was shut down, boom, it was up there. Like the minute that door closed, they had a, a post going up very shortly after saying, look, we're trying to get this out. And then when the flow started in slowly, we're letting people slowly in. Please be patient. And that, that because that, I think, frustrates people Oh yeah, more than not getting in is not knowing why or What's how going on they're or not if. getting in yeah. or if. And you keep stuff like that up, you yeah. get much more happier customers and, that way. And the other thing I thought was good as well, now this is a convention center thing, the Wi-Fi, you could log on to the Wi-Fi, it was free in the hallways, and, and the... Was it? Yes. Fuck, I didn't uh, there know was, that. There was free <laughs> Wi-Fi in the hallways and the public areas, not the... So if you not went the up, panel rooms, not or, in the panel rooms. If you went onto the show floor, so if you go into the South Building, like Hall F, or yeah. Hall G, you couldn't get Wi-Fi in there. But if you were out in the hallways, you got free Wi-Fi. I found their Wi-Fi was very reliable. Oh. Yeah, but that's the first time they've offered it for free. Yep. you could get a package earlier, but nope. maybe that's you could sign on. Yeah. You get uh, three hours worth of access. You know what? Maybe maybe be. Maybe they have it blocked off in the hall, so the vendors have to pay for yep. it. Because that's the that that or, uh, that service must improve. Because I didn't hear a single vendor this year complain about their uh, debit credit card. That, that could I be one of those really things that's included in the, your vendor package, though, is access to internet, yeah. and that's why it's closed off in there, so that it's only the vendors Which using it. Also makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, you can as a. You can purchase a, pro, oh, okay. a plan, yeah, because you can go through and you can choose between complimentary oh, or. Okay. So yeah, you could buy internet in there, but I found the Wi-Fi was quite reliable because, uh, well, I've got several friends from from the U.S. and the only way you can contact them through is Messenger because yeah. if they don't have a, a Canadian calling plan on their phones, so it was working quite well. So. Hmm. And I switched over to it because I'm like, well, screw it. I'm, I'll post more, especially on Instagram. Well, that makes sense. Instagram story and that kind of stuff. Did you mean to, to try to video call me on Messenger? No. Okay. Because <laughs> when I was in the Star Wars panel, my phone was like, I looked at it and it's like, it's like you have a video call from Adam. No, that's why um, I hit decline because I was trying the, to take photos. But That's the other problem, too, with some of my costumes. Um <laughs> You can. It kind of sucks with the phone. I have it even on lock, and it and it's still. I was b- very bad, so I know uh, Rex is listening. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to answer to your message, Rex, because it was just so so busy, and I and was dropping stuff. And it was later I realized it's like, oh yeah, Rex messaged me, but such is the life of a 
of a cosplayer at a con. Yeah, so. with gloves on and stuff. Well, and you you have the grace of intentions to call somebody back or text somebody back, and then it's like you pull out your phone. It's like, uh, Thor, can I get a picture with you? And yeah. they'd be like, come on, put your phone away. And it's like, well, for Pete's sakes, like leave me alone for like 10 seconds yeah. so I can, I can message somebody. <laughs> Um, so, uh, did you want to know about panels? Yeah, what kind of panels did you go to? What, so, and how did your panels go? I hosted. Yeah. I hosted a bunch of sketch tools. Um, that went really well. Uh, I, well there was one where, uh, you kind of wish the, uh, some of the, the artists would want to have a little bit more fun with it, yeah. but it, I, there's also like, you know, may have been a little bit on the nerve wracking side, I guess. And if they haven't done much of these. It's one of those things that, like, I, I don't take it personally, right. but uh, it just is like, oh, well, eh. it's not going to be quite as as fun if we do it that way. But all right. Um, in terms of just sort of, like, little things and anecdotes and stuff like that. So I ran into one of the – on one of my sketch panels, which was the funnest one, I had – uh, Yannick Paquette, mm-hmm. who is he's working on Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman Earth One book. Oh, okay. Um, I had him, Brian Stelfreeze, mm-hmm. who's just off Black Panther, and Joyce Chin, who does she couldn't talk about what she's doing right now, but she's uh, an artist, a cover artist, and um, I've met her before. She was on Fantasy, I did the, the cover art panel with her. Okay, cool. So I my typical thing is when we're sitting out there waiting for whatever panel to get out before ours because they pack those things tight. And when the artists get there, I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Brent Chittenden. I'm your moderator for this panel, unless I know them or, or know them fairly well. And Joyce comes up, and I'm like, hi, Joyce. My name's Brent. And she gives me this look of, like, I know you from somewhere look, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like... We've actually met before. I was on Fantasy, and her reaction is like, oh, hi. They lost so much money. <laughs> it, just, it was the first thing out of her mouth. I'm like, yeah, 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 they, they did. But <laughs> to which the, her, the, the person who had brought her up, who apparently was also on the cruise, was like, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> And we were talking about it, and she's like, they paid, like, Frank Miller, like, a kajillion dollars for something to be there for a couple hours, didn't they? I'm like, I don't know the finances, but probably. (laughs) I got a free cruise out of it. Yeah, I had lots of fun. Well, so did she, too. Her complaint was the same thing that we all realized when we got off, is, you know, they shouldn't have done the panels while we were at ports, because nobody went and stuff like that. um, It ended up being the, the my favorite panel of the weekend. Because they were d- just like having so much fun with it, so the I always ask for like audience participation in those, mm-hmm. and somebody yelled out for their for their suggestion, Mermaid Man. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what this is. Neither do any of the other panelists. But Yannick Paquette is like. That sounds like a fun thing to draw, and I'm like, "What is Mermaid Man?" And then somebody yells out, "It's from SpongeBob." SpongeBob. At which point, Joyce has got on her phone for photo reference, so she knows what the hell to draw. Uh-huh. Brings it up and shows it to Yannick, and Yannick's like, "Oh, 
oh no <laughs> like, but they had already agreed to it so he did his own version completely in watercolors and it was spectacular for like a 15 that's Ernest Borgnine yes yeah. uh, a 15 minute watercolor painting essentially <laughs> wow it was amazing but like they're joking away and laughing at stuff and uh, I I did four sketch tools this weekend wow and the one thing that I came out of it and from last year too is I don't know other than money how Marvel gets people to draw Iron Man because nobody likes drawing Iron Man. Because <laughs> all the artists are like, well, there's no there's facial so expression, moving and... parts. There's no facial expression. It's like it's a lot of work. Um, Joyce's other thing was uh, Transformers. <laughs> she even did the theme song: "Is Transformers do not want to draw." <laughs> She's like, I know, like, there's a guy two seats down from me in Artist Alley that, like, that's all he draws, and I kind of want to go over and give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the sketch tools were good. The Comic Legends panel I did was uh-huh. pretty good. Was um, John Byrne on that panel? No, oh. um, John. <laughs> Not the not not in a bad way. It's John. John has this is his first convention, second convention, in many many years. He swore them off, so he has certain things he is willing to do and not do. Right. Um, the major thing he was promoting was that photo Star Trek comic mm-hmm. thing that he's doing, yeah. and he was doing panels with William Shatner. Yeah, there was a Burn and Shatner. Yeah, uh, hosted by uh, IDW's former editor in chief uh, Chris Rael. Oh, okay. Um, but it's one of those things that, like, he he is to his credit. I think he did it. So, like, those are my panels, the ones with Shatner. Um, that's where I'm signing there. After that, if I feel like it, like if I'm up to it, I shouldn't say feel like it. Like if I'm up to it, I'll go sign at Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. And like on. Either the Friday or Saturday. I want to say Saturday. Uh, Byrne ended up signing an artist alley for oh, four that's hours. Awesome. Like awesome. four hours straight. That's pretty impressive. Uh, say what you will about the man. I have, I always loved his Oh, work. so do I. And I like, mean, his X-Men is classic and his Fantastic Four is the best since and since Lee and Dick Lee and Kirby. If you happen to be a popular comic book artist that listen is listening to this podcast, he has a set of restrictions for his signing that like other people of his stature or lower should use as a guideline. He only was like nine or ten items. That's it. No duplicates. No grading. Now you want if you want to get rid of if you want to do stuff for the fans yeah. and don't want to because like, he wasn't charging because oh, he, he wasn't, wasn't charging no. it was like up to ten items that seems three. like a three. lot three I would cap it at three three seems like a more reasonable number. that's me too but you know ten is very and generous yeah, no duplicates yeah, no duplicates see for me I the way I look at it for an artist I pick one. Yeah, yeah. I think the one too. I want to get signed. Yeah. Oh, like when I met with, Bob McCloud, like I found, I got Bob McCloud to sign the same comic I got Larry Hammond to sign. For yeah. Burn, it would probably be that sensational She-Hulk number one cover. Yeah, that's pretty good. I love that one. But like, and Burn's one of those guys where you can, like, his Marvel career, for instance, you can put into three kind of distinctive yeah. categories. Or Man of Steel number one. I've got that. Well, yeah. if for John Byrne, if I was going to get Fantastic Four. Well, either maybe. Well, either the omnibus, yeah, or have the artist edition. Oh yeah, you've oh. got the artist. Which edition, of those dude. big friggin' books do I want to well, carry around all day? See, the well, week then, before yeah. 
the X-Men, John Byrne X-Men Artist Edition came out, and I know a couple people were like just like hoping it would come in in time so mm, they could get it yeah. signed. I'd probably get them to sign, if I was going to do it, I'd probably get them to sign the Artist Edition because... It's more of a coffee table book. Like a, that, is a, yeah, the, that is the ultimate John Byrne book. I even have a complete run of his book, Next Men, that he did at Dark Horse when the... What was the what was the um, Easter Island head imprint called? Uh, Legend. Legend. Yeah, it was Burn and or Miller. Legends. And, I'm not sure yeah. which one there was. And you know what? Adams. You know what's funny is um, I heard from some reliable sources he was selling art at the show as well. Mm. Marvel stuff, DC stuff, not in that price range. Yeah. Not even. No, of course close. not. No. Next Men stuff, however, reasonable. I liked that book a lot. Yeah, it, was it wasn't a fun bad. Little book. Well, he's he's tried to bring it back over the years. I oh, think it's he? just the the market hasn't been right for it. Right. And it's well, unfortunately, I didn't get down into the 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 comic book artist area. But mm. you know, John Byrne, like that's to me, he's he's a big friggin' deal. Oh yeah. Oh, and they did his line really good too. So he was on the end of one of one of the the ends of Artist Alley. So instead of having people line up all the way down through the PlayStation booth, through the Xbox booth and all that. They have them wrapped around the other side of the curtain so they're not in anybody's way mm-hmm. and it can go around the block and not disturb anybody. No, that's good. But um he seemed like it like he seemed like he was having fun and he was being very nice. I was interviewing Jay Fosgett, which you will hear probably at some point in this episode. Excellent. Um I in the midst of interviewing him or just maybe when we finished burns walking into artist alley and you watched all the artists because on that end where jay is it's a lot of younger guys guys who have only been around like maybe five ten years i'll go and look directly and jay's like is that john burn i'm like yeah like almost like a little bit of reverence and there's a couple guys that just came up with to him and like sir i know you're busy and you're, you're can i get a photo with you and Part of Burns' restrictions are no, no posed photos, but yeah. you can take photos while he's signing. And with his lineup, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it wouldn't make things easier. But he would like he didn't tell anybody to fuck off or anything. So like no, uh, yeah, all right, and just like but try try to do it as quickly as possible. Yeah. And but like right now, who is still some of the biggest guys in comics who Fan Expo could get? Yeah, like to me, John Byrne. Well, well I guess on, in my personal opinion, like John Byrne and Walt Simonson, yeah, are they've like, gotten them la- both in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. Now, like, does Walt Simonson still have the same draw? Like, I love him because his Thor. Mm-hmm. His yeah, per- I would. In I don't know if yeah, Byrne would be bigger crowd wise. Definitely. The the only other guy I would love to see them ever bring in, which I don't know if he could, Ed Brubaker. Oh. He did TCAF two years ago, mm-hmm. and like nobody knew he was there. Yeah, like <laughs> we got talking about it on the weekend. I still said like his run with Winter Soldier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Still, that's like I put it as some of the greatest comics of all time. Oh well, yeah. He's very like, very good. Like, I think wh- your big names right now are like Bendis. Has yeah. he ever done? And Bendis doesn't do conventions anymore. He doesn't do them at all. He, he he will stop in at like San Diego and like one or two of the local ones in yeah. Portland do him. But I think it's 
Um, somebody once termed it like the Stephen King syndrome of it's too big, too much, and just becomes a mm-hmm. hassle for mm-hmm. everybody, him, the convention. Oh, for sure. So as much money as he might get thrown at, it, sometimes it's what it's about, better for him to do kind of yeah. hit and runs than it is to, to do a scheduled, I'm yeah, coming here. Yeah. Now that may change. He's he may got, do them every once in a while. Folks like Scott Snyder. Yeah, and, he's still doing them. He was, uh, he was at Fan He was, Expo. At Fan Expo. He was, was in he? that area yeah. behind the behind everybody that you were talking about. Oh, like John John Byrne. That's that, oh, he's a big. Deal. But is there anybody from that era that's well Miller? Yeah, but he he he's only willing to do them in certain ways yeah. too. And it, we, we had him a couple of years. Perez. Oh, I've got. I, I'm done he's, with Perez. I've got my stuff signed. He's not well though, is he? I thought. No, he I was, thought Perez he, had a health a scare. Con on the weekend. Yeah, oh, but he? he won't. I I think I don't want to say it for verbatim. He's he's okay, but he has diabetes, mm. I believe, something like that. Oh, I thought he had a cancer scare or something. Um, I think he did a year, a couple of years ago, but he's good now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more along the lines of. Like just traveling long, long distances is mm-hmm. just not in the cards for him anymore. Well, and mm-hmm. for being in southern Ontario, I think we've got a lot of the big guys from that area. We've had like Jim Shooter. We've had yeah. Uh, um, uh, Tom DeFalco. No, no. Uh, did, no yeah, we did have Tom DeFalco a couple years ago. Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Oh, Steranko. Yeah, Jim, Jim Steranko. He's the only one left that I think from that era that Fan Expo hasn't gotten. I think it's just the a matter of money. Well, you heard we lost three uh, three Whole, classic comic artists yeah. this weekend. Marie Severin. And uh, um, Gary Friedrich, the guy mm-hmm. who created Ghost Rider, passed away. And mm-hmm. there's somebody else. It was, uh, a good it one. was uh, I feel really bad that I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, I was just listening to a podcast about him, too. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we'll get back to that, but... Now that Stan Lee's retired too, like yeah. we're not going to see him at a show. No, it, not the. Nice. I could see him still doing the occasional California. Is one, Roy but, Thomas still around? Yes, he. Uh, I believe so. I don't remember him passing away. Well, like with Stan Lee, because when he was at Fan Expo two years ago, that was supposed to be his last Canadian appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Todd McFarlane asked him to come to Calgary Expo the year I was out there. Yeah, yeah. so. I didn't get to see Stan there, but I got to see Stan's setup, mm. and his setup was massive. Yeah. So, but I guess like, but he uh, his health isn't particularly great, and at his age, you know what? Hang it up. Like, yeah. Just like not in a bad way. He's like what, just 92? enjoy what you've got left. Yeah. And yeah. Ryan, what were your highlights? I haven't heard much about what what you thought were the top things. Oh well, I don't know. I had lots of fun. I, I spent a lot of money. <laughs> Bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, I really oh, we also got something for you, I might add, but we'll show that off later. Oh, we're giving it to him tonight? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure when we were going to do that, yeah. so that's why I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. Um, I uh, So, yeah, no, I added to my Dragon Ball Z uh, toy collection, uh-huh. which was perfect because, you know, they had the big Dragon Ball area. Uh, we took some photos in there, and uh, I posted all the photos. All the photos yeah, are on your Facebook photos are great. Now. Yep, I shared them out Instagram and stuff like that. And yep, they're all over our social medias. Stuff. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I enjoyed the show. Like I was only there for one day. I didn't really get into Artist Alley at all. Mm-hmm. But I figured for the time I had there, and the you know Artist Alley was always busy. Um, there tends not to be anything I'm looking to buy in Artist Alley, mm-hmm. except for maybe a few times. Like there was one artist. Uh, I've got you know that one print I've got in my living room, the Star Wars print on mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. So that's by uh, Justin Curry. 
Okay. Uh, it's under chasing uh, artwork. That's what it says. Yeah, chasing okay. artwork. And so I ended up buying two more prints from them this oh, year, awesome. smaller ones. Um, it one is uh, another Star Wars one where it's like an at at. In a jungle with a you know a Jedi facing it down. Mm-hmm. The other one I don't have a photo to show you, but it's um, a recreation of the scene in Jurassic Park where the T Rex was attacking the uh, the jeeps uh-huh. and and Grant is out with the the flare. So it's like one person out with a flare, this big T Rex, and it's all like all drawn dark with like little hints of highlights coming off with the flare, and it's just it's really well done. And this guy's style is very distinctive. Cool. Um, he must do well at Fan Expo because he even had, they had two, he had two booths. Wow. He had one, he had an end cap booth in Artist Alley, and then another one in the vendor area showcasing. This year he had he was selling his prints uh, on canvas, uh, already framed. Well, yes, not framed, but you know on canvas pulled over over a frame, and they were those were going for two hundred bucks, mm. but. Uh, we went uh, went and bought you know a couple uh, eighteen by twelve prints from his table and uh, what else did I get? Uh, well, we went to the Hasbro panel that was fun. Picked up uh, last year's Star Wars exclusive uh, con con exclusive toy again this year because it, they had uh, leftover stuff at the Toys R Us Hasbro booth mm-hmm. and it was uh, cheaper than I paid last year. So now mm-hmm. I can open up the one I got. It was the uh, the Grand Admiral Thrawn set. Mm-hmm. So it came with Thrawn and then a bunch of little trophies from his trophy room in, from Rebels, which I didn't, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful set and it looks really nice in the box. And so I didn't want to open it and it displays nice in my glass case. But the one box I got from last year has a nice, you know, dented in, in the corner. So it's like, well, now I got one, a nice one in the box I can display and I can open the other one. Nice. Um, what else did I, uh, did I really like? Uh, I don't know. I just, well, my brother and I, we had a really, well, Rooster Teeth were there this year. They yeah. haven't been back. In the, it was for their first appearance in years. Um, they were down at the end with Dragon Ball, the world tour and the Funko booth. And, uh, the one cool thing this year with them having their own booth, the people that were there doing autographs and signings and pictures from them, they weren't charging. Oh, that's nice. So my brother and I got in line and met a, uh, a couple for a couple times because they would do different people at different times. Right. And uh, they were all pers- very personable, uh, willing to chat, whatever, take photos with you. Uh, we, w- we were standing in line to meet uh, Barbara Dunkelman and Ellie Main. Uh, Barbara's from Ottawa and Montreal, I think. You know, she's Canadian. She's one yeah. of the Canadian, one of the many Canadians that work for them, and uh, host of a couple different shows. She's also an actress and voice voice actress, and she's in a new movie, uh, a horror movie that's out that just actually just was in theaters on Friday night. I can't remember the name of it though. And uh, so we're standing in line talking to other people that were there, and we ran into uh, a mother. That was standing in line waiting for her daughter. She, her daughter was out buying stuff. It was the second time they stood in that line because they went through in the morning and her mother waited 45 minutes holding a spot for her daughter because her daughter was such a big fan and wanted to meet Barbara. And so she wanted to come back in the afternoon and meet her again and get more things signed. <laughs> and, and But they turned out they were from Innisfil. Oh. And they had taken the train down in the morning like we did. And uh, so it was just interesting to talk to yeah. other people in lines and stuff like that. Uh, we made it into the Funko booth, much like yourself, Ed, where after all the ticketed people had already picked through everything and uh, just walked into the line. 
no problem. Well, yeah, like Thursday night, they had a big queue and lottery system, but Thursday night there was nobody there. And they said, oh, if you want to buy anything, just come in. So hmm. I ended up picking up the Bob and Doug McKenzie Funko vinyl set. Right. So that was, was that the con exclusive? It was one of the many. They, that's all so they were that selling. Was a, was that was exclusives. a set of a thousand. So uh, they yeah. only made a thousand of them. So that's now proudly displayed on my beer fridge, eh? Yep. And <laughs> uh, for of the thousand, I can tell you the location of th- three of them. <laughs> yeah, because I got one too. <laughs> so so it's only twenty five bucks. Yeah. So yeah. you get Bob and you get Doug for twenty five bucks. Like to me, it was like well, we had discussed this before. Uh, just one night where it's like, besides the Todd McFarland, Bob and Doug McKenzie action figures, when has there ever been Bob and Doug stuff? The yeah. only thing I can think of beyond that is like the records. Yeah, the albums. Yeah. Well, the and records and no, I have those that DVD with the with the well, ball yeah, opener. Like the, yeah, like the, the, the 24th anniversary of yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie because I have that because yeah. I have the, the beer opener Same. on my fridge. So I... Uh, I have the so for record store day last year they did a single like a record store promotion single with uh with take off on one side and the the 12 days of christmas oh, nice. on the other mm-hmm. side so and it was like it was I want to say $8 at sunrise that I'm like I don't have vinyl but whatever <laughs> well cuz they were doing the oh it was they were doing the second city reunion like a week later and there was a chance I was going to do press for it. So I'm like, with Dave Thomas, I'm like, well, for eight bucks, I have this. And eight bucks, I have something for him to well, sign. Rick, yeah. Rick Moranis is doing his first convention appearance. Yeah. Where I'm, is he doing I'm that? I'm surprised by In L.A.? Um, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Baumgartner mentioned it, too. Because it's like, when I saw that he was doing his first convention ever, it's like... Holy crap. Yeah. Like, if they had brought... That's the one thing that disappointed me, sort of, a Fan Expo this year. I had the Jeff Goldblum photo yeah. op bot. Yeah. And, and once again, that's not them. That's no, that's... Scheduling. That's, that's life. So, yeah. like, I get life. an email saying, okay, your your time has changed from Saturday to Sunday, and then a week later I get one saying, Let's yeah, your op is canceled. Which I get my money back. I get my money back on the Tuesday after Fan Expo. So it's like I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But if, say, Fan Expo, when Michael J. Fox was able to, or had to pull out of Dallas due to health concerns, they brought Ben Affleck in. Yeah, but it's all a matter of schedule, timing, and money. But but I was thinking, okay, well, if they, if Goldblum pulled out, Shortly after Goldblum pulled out, that's when they announced Billy Zane was coming. Yeah. At first, I'm Not like, exactly the, the I was same like, caliber. I was like, oh, Affleck, Affleck, Affleck. And then, you know, Jennifer Garner had to take him into rehab, and it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but if we could get Rick Moranis... Yeah. Like, if we could have got Rick Moranis at Fan Expo, I would have cashed in my Jeff Goldblum money to do that. Because, yeah. like, I love... I love SCTV... I love Rick Moranis. I love Bob and Doug McKenzie. Like, he, uh, Rick Moranis was just so good. Like, Little yep. Shop of Horrors, My Blue Heaven, Spaceballs. Uh, like, yeah. He was no, just you could so, go on and on and on yeah. and on. So, no, he. I'm hoping maybe they could secure him in the future. Like, if they. I, could, uh, it's his hometown, so it's not out of the. I guess it, really what you want 
to happen at this point is whatever convention it is he's scheduled for, he has a good, good time experience. doing it. Yeah, because that's the first thing that will sour somebody if off they of doing could, that sort of stuff. And here's another thing: if Fan Expo is listening, uh, more to the Rick Moranis thing, even just if you could bring in some of the SCTV actors. Mm. Like Catherine O'Hara or Eugene Levy. Well, they're or, in Toronto filming Shit's Creek. Yeah. So. yeah. Like, or like. Do it like a semi reunion. Like, get a, get yeah. who you can. They did the Frantics last year. Yeah. So, like, it's possible. Like, I'm. We're of the generation that we know who the Frantics are. But. If, SCTV was a much more popular but show. But if you could bring in. <laughs> if you could bring in Andrea Martin, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy. Well, mm-hmm. if you could ever bring in Martin Short. Like I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I would friggin' lose my mind if they brought (laughs) Martin Short in. So I would love, I would love to see an SCTV reunion someday. But uh, but more to the photo ops thing. I bought a photo op. So after Goldblum canceled, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna get that money back. And then that's where I checked. They announced that the WWE was coming. So Triple H, Charlotte Flair. AJ and The Miz. Mm. And they had the deluxe VIP packages. And that that was quite expensive. But you could just get a regular photo op. So I ended up going for a regular photo op on Triple H because I'm like, how many opportunities will you ever have in life to, to meet a photo H? op with Triple H? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. and like Triple H is pretty high on my list. Like, yeah. you know, he's not in my Mount Rushmore, but he's pretty high. So. Yeah. I got to tell him that you're, like, you're not on my Mount Rushmore. Well, but I respect you. It's one of those things. So the WWE, like Raw and SmackDown, were at Scotiabank. Yep. Monday and Tuesday, so you could see like they're in the area. Anyways, they announced that SummerSlam is coming to Toronto yep. for 2019, and there usually Thursday. There's not a lot of celebrities in the celebrity area. The four of them. Caused such a kerfuffle up there. Oh yeah, the it was packed. It was nuts. Yeah, like I'd never seen it that busy in the celebrity area on a Thursday when there's no other celebrities. When there's only exactly four celebrities nobody. There. Most of them don't show up till Saturday. Yeah. Mm. So I had my photo op. It was supposed to start at six. I never got in until almost twenty to seven. Oh wow! Oh, because it was just. They had VIP, they had premium, they had... Yeah. It was so busy. I'm like, I'm going to get my shot because I paid for it. Like, yeah. I'll get it oh, at exactly. some point. Yeah, no use in complaining about it. And yeah. It so I just is. stood in line and I waited and waited. And yes, a photo op, you don't get much interaction with the celebrities. But it was kind of neat because you get up and, and Triple H like looks at me and he's like, you know, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? So he shakes my hand and... And Firm handshake, good handshake. <laughs> okay, so tired but, handshake. It's not what I expected from a twelve-time world champion. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, probably, probably especially one when that's the, what six. What's his, what's his uh, well, announce? Go check, go check my my Instagram <laughs> and my Facebook page. Uh, if you want to either gauge on how small Triple H is or how big I am, uh, it almost <laughs> looks like to I say, could go toe so, to toe. So we have a new we have a new game to add to the to the, the fan, uh, expo, uh, fan bingo expo bingo card is is Ed Ed's than photo, is Ed's Photoshop uh, photo, photo uh, bigger smaller. or shorter than he is? Because I was like, 
this might be the one that's taller than Ed. And I was incorrect. He is not. I, well, so if you've never met me, I'm 6'2", 218. Were you wearing boots? I was wearing my... Was was he wearing boots? He was wearing running shoes. I was wearing my biker boots. Okay. But but still, I think even with boots, he wouldn't have come up. No, if he wore boots, he might have been... It would have been closer. I didn't have to look... Like, when I met Sergeant Slaughter, I had to look up. Sergeant Slaughter is 6'5". And Putty was taller than you too, wasn't uh, Patrick, Patrick Warburton, Warburton? Is the tallest person, tallest celebrity I've ever met, and he has the biggest friggin' head of anybody <laughs> I've ever met. Like wrecked his mother type head. Oh. oh, but the thing is, with Patrick Warburton, and I think I said this on the podcast before when I talked about Calgary, when he's like, "How are you?" It's like, "Oh shit!" He did the voice. Like, because that's his natural that's his voice. voice. Like, it's like, oh crap, like Kronk is talking to me. But yeah, so Triple H, um, of course, I'm thinking it's like, okay, I'm gonna be Triple H. What am I gonna do? I don't want to do it in cosplay. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna wear my leather jacket, I'm gonna wear my NWO shirt because I couldn't find a Degeneration X shirt. You guys almost matched. Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> I've never put that much planning and thought into a celebrity meetup before. So it's like, okay, what am I going to wear? What am I going to do? How am I going to wear my hair? Is he going to like me? Do I put my glasses well, on or so not? So then I get up there, and he shakes my hand. So the handshake was a little bit disappointing. Because like, to me, when you meet a wrestler, I want the level of handshake to be like, Randy, At least that your own Randy Savage and hot and Macho Man handshake, like the Mega Powers unite, like just like uh, that's funny because we just watched going, a match and we yeah. did that. So, anyways, he puts his arm around me, so I'm like, "Hey, fair game now. You touch me, I can touch you." So <laughs> he put his arm around me. And you picked him up. You power slammed him, well, he, and then ran like a mofo. <laughs> well, he put his arm around my back, so I put my arm around his back because. And the way I look at it with a celebrity, you don't touch them unless they instigate it. Yeah. Whatever they do, yep. you equal. That's what I did with my my rooster teeth uh, so photo So sh- then photo I'm up. like, okay, so what do you do? Like, I didn't want to get into trouble doing too sweet because, like, I don't need to get sued by Vince McMahon. No. Like but he, he did, though. But he did. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm, like, trying to do the Rocky thing. Like, you put the mm. fist up to make you look more dangerous. And he's doing too sweet. And I'm like, Shit. <laughs> like this, I could have been Wolfpack, brother. <laughs> like I could, have, like it could have been the Click for Life, and I'm like, ah, uh, uh, wasted opportunity. But it was again, someone like AJ Styles. I didn't want to pay the money for AJ Styles because we saw him at a Ring of Honor show, and he was twenty bucks. Yeah, it was like thirty bucks, and <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, he's Jake, in the big time now. And Jake got his picture taken with him. Yeah, I wanted to get Charlotte Flair. It's one of those, and I, I'm going to be superficial when it comes down to meeting a celebrity. You are paying a ton of money to get the picture. I want them to look. I want them to look good. Like I don't want them just showing up. And you want them to look the like the celebrities. Yeah, you unless their see. costume is sweats and a t-shirt. Like I, yeah. I paid, I paid forty bucks to get a picture with Rucker, Michael Rucker, and he's wearing a hat and sunglasses. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. So, so it was like one of those. Well, crap! If I pay the money to meet Charlotte Flair, like, and then I saw the pictures later, I'm like, she was stunning. Like mm. she looked absolutely oh, beautiful. So it was like. Damn it! But then again, it's Fan Expo. I I stayed down in Toronto for the weekend. It's eating out for four days. It's yeah, yeah, you the gotta watch alcohol the we drink. And, yeah. yeah, so it's like no, I just 
I had to draw the line somewhere. So unfortunately, I drew the line with Charlotte Flair. But this being said, with the amount of people at Fan Expo for the wrestling, I hope that proved to Fan Expo that, yes, the classic wrestlers like Nikolai Volkov, Tito Santana, Sergeant Slaughter, Jake the Snake, they will draw. But not like Triple H or Charlotte. There were so many people there. If they can make a partnership with WWE and bring in current wrestlers on the roster, if they brought in in John Cena or if they could bring in Roman Reigns, Mm. as much as he's booed, like. Oh, no, he'll get a lineup. Like, I love The Miz. Like, The Miz is, I think, the top heel in the business. But I'm not going to spend 80 bucks to meet The Miz. No. So, beyond that, um, any, uh, I, don't I don't know. All in all, my impression, I had a good time. Yeah, I was probably I one just, of the, you know, I, I I've never really had a bad time at well, Fan Expo. For, for, for myself as well, um, just looking at the cosplay side, so I, the only vendors I went to was Funko and Hasbro. I didn't walk through Artist Alley. I didn't do any panels. I didn't go through the vendor floor. Um... I was there on Snowhawk Cosplay Business. Yeah. I wanted to help build my brand. Yep. And I was, that's what I focused on this year, was I also had an opportunity with Steve Buckley from Canadian Toy Con. He, he got cards printed. Yeah, he was, that was those, uh, the, the old Kenner style. So we got trading cards. So I have some limited edition Snowhawk Cosplay trading cards to help promote Canadian Toy Con, which is in September, November, and December. Oh, nice. Are you going to the, the uh, September show? I will be at the November show. Oh, you're out of town September? Uh, September, I'm busy. Yeah. But he got cards printed up, so we have Nightmare Bam- Batman on the card. There are 21 cards of local cosplayers. So I was able to give those cards out. Nice. To help promote the you show. You have one, though, right? Oh, I have... I have Oh, you got a actually. Show. Steve got. I, full, I want one. Yes, you get one because okay. it's your photo. Um, Steve, Steve actually <laughs> printed up a set of each card for each cosplayer. Oh, oh nice! Okay. So I got a full set of twenty-eight of twenty-two cards, and then I got thirty-eight cards to give out. That's really cool. So I'm keeping ten for the people who I know want them. You're one of them, or whoever yeah. from the gang here wants the card, they can have it. Um, but it's kind of a neat idea. It works out better than a business card. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was there. I was there to promote Snowhawk Cosplay. For me, it was somewhat successful because even on my Instagram page, I've gained 35 followers in two days. Nice. Nice. Um, my Facebook hasn't gone up, but then... Facebook. It, I don't I find think Facebook that's grows not slower right now. It's Instagram, I think, is, is more interactive. Is what people yeah. are you doing. Yeah. So... Um, Friday, I did Thor with uh, King of the Freaks cosplay as Loki. Uh, Saturday, I did uh, Hawkeye. And yesterday, or Sunday, I did Bat- Nightmare Batman. Nightmare Batman, by far, was the most popular. Um, I just camped out at the bottom of the escalators. And I can't even gauge how many pictures I had. Nice. So, for me, it was very successful because... I tried to be, I wanted to focus on, on me and try to build what Snowhawk Cosplay is. Yeah. So. so for our show, because it's sort of 
my Dominion when we go to Fan Expo <laughs> to <laughs> pimp the crap out of us. Um, I ran out of business cards like uh, in, that I brought with me. Oh, they're they're good. all gone. Um, I, it, we still have a stock left, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I had some really good conversations with. It's weird. Everybody I talk to has a that I kind of want to talk to more is more. It's like we're going to talk to them down the road. Right. Um, so we didn't get a lot this year. Uh, unfortunately, the panel I wanted to record, there was some technical difficulties and it just didn't there's record. no audio for the usable audio from it. So it's, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes. Um Fortunately, uh, Jay Fosgett's got stuff on the go, and he likes us. Yep. So um, uh, I sat down with him for like 10, 15 minutes. And um, the interesting one that I wanted to do, which y- you will find kind of interesting, mm-hmm. is uh, I think I'll put the interviews as a separate episode. And I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, we'll do that as a special. Um, I talked to the director of sales at Valiant. Oh. Um, they have started a program that is kind of beneficial in two different ways. Um, there's more details in the interview, but basically it's kind of like a co-op sales program, I guess. Right. So they team up with a local comic book shop at a convention. In this case, it was Silver Snail. Mm-hmm. They get booth space that they don't have, like Valiant did not have to pay for, but they bring in product that Silver Snail orders. The deal that they had going, because they want people to read their comics. Of they, course. And That's they're... It. They're uh, they're very good at maintaining a fairly decently thin roster of con- well not thin but like it, w- it he worked it out that if you follow all of Valiant's titles for a month right you're looking at like thirty to forty bucks which isn't bad. bad no that's not bad so they had trade a trade deal on to to encourage new readership right each book U.S. price which uh, their trades. Ten bucks a piece. Oh, that's not bad. Get the third one free. Oh, so um, did you, so did you pick up some Valiant books? Yeah. So here's the thing: is uh, his name who escapes me? You will you will see it on the interview or hear it on the interview. Um, he's a really good salesman. He's really good at his job, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> sold me on the on the deal. But I get Valiant books for free at the moment. Wow. They're they're the only company so far that recognizes us as an entity, and they send me PDFs every month. Oh, cool! But we've only they've only been doing that for the last year, so I don't know where to start. And that's what our interview was. And this dude is he's not just a sales guy; he's really passionate about uh-huh. comics. And in in particular, he really likes his brand, and he right. wants people to read them. So here's the real nice catch for it. Valiant didn't make any money off the trade sales. They All that money went to Silver Snail. Mm-hmm. All the product that he brought can be returned by Silver Snail free of charge back to Valiant. Oh, nice. So he's doing, like, and this isn't the only convention they're doing it at. Like, he's got, uh, like, they announced it the Thursday before Fan Expo that this was happening. And he got, like, I think he told me he had... Um, on the day I talked to him on the Sunday, he had 50 emails sitting in his inbox alone asking from various comic shops how could they participate in this kind of project. That's cool. So it, it's really cool. So I got a I got kind of a weird breadth of 
books. I wanted kind of like a little bit of everything. And I think so. Valiant is a company on the upswing too, right? And I, I've heard that one of their one of their more popular characters has just been optioned for a film too, right? It's filming. Faith, a Faith, right? Oh, no. Bloodshot. Bloodshot's oh. filming right now with Vin Diesel. Oh, I heard Faith had been optioned. Faith has been optioned, yeah. But Bloodshot is like, it's shooting. Like, they, made they started a, shooting Wednesday, he told they me. They also made a YouTube series called Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Yep. And they're, they're like, they're kind of looking to do things. He was in, I think if in the interview he mentions one of the other books has been optioned uh, for animation. Um, he. Like a harbinger, or a yeah, I can't remember which one. Ivor the Quantum. Time Walker is, or no, not Ivor the Time Walker. Sorry, uh, Eternal, Warrior. Eternal Warrior. He said there's interesting things going on with it. Um, <laughs> Does, I'm not going to put two and two together, but I heard a podcast that he didn't tell me this. I want to make that very clear. Valiant didn't say this. This is Brent saying this. I heard a podcast with Dave Batista six months ago where he said his his production company was looking to option it. So with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 now up in the air, I'm not going to say that's what's happening, but it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if it did. Do the current does the current line of Valiant books have anything at all to do with the '90s Valiant? Or no, that, it's a complete, complete fresh, separate. same characters or similar characters, oh, similar yeah. origins. Har- I'm looking at their list of titles and I'm seeing Harbinger yeah. and Exo Manowar. So I went with um, I got a book that I, I keep reading about in their solicits and stuff that because they keep they've done a couple runs of printing it called divinity mm-hmm. where it's about a cosmonaut that goes into deep space like in the 60s comes back has all these superpowers like reality kind of changing superpowers mm-hmm. and finds out communism has failed oh. like the, his his homeland has is not doing what it is and so what happens then um Ivor the time walker i picked up which he basically explained to me was kind of like Kind of feels sort of like Highlander, and I believe he said it explains for once and for all why you can't kill baby Hitler mm-hmm. and uh, Quantum and Woody, which was uh, which was the uh, the Valiant book I loved when they were publishing it the first time. I read Harbinger. I love that Harbinger. Book. It, well, they they're doing that and a couple spinoff books from it too, and it like it's not like they don't have good people working there, mm-hmm. like. It's weird sort of how it's flying under the radar a little bit. Like, Jeff Lemire's writing a lot of books for them. Oh, is he? He's been writing Bloodshot. Like, of all the characters in the world that you would think Jeff Jeff Lemire's Lemire's writing Bloodshot? He's been writing it for, like, the past year, I think, or maybe over that. He may be done off of that book. I'm not sure. But Matt Kint, who did uh, Mind Management. Management? That was a trippy book. He's writing one. He wrote one of the books that I picked up. So, like, it's like they've got a lot of talented people working there. So, it was, it's, I do an interview with their sales director, which we'll, we'll put that in the special. And it's very interesting to see where that company is going. I'm kind of curious when I check in with him next year what differences we may see. Cause, Mm -hmm. you know, some of these projects might turn out to be the kickstarting of where, we see another age where we've got another publisher that's doing as well as Image and Dark Horse at the very least. Like they may already be doing that good. I'm not sure, but like, be nice to see more publishers doing as well as one another. Hey, like, have anytime we can get good book. comics, yeah. and good stories, and good with good art, then it's it's a win. 
Yeah, like I'd put them on a par right now with companies like IDW and Dynamite. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if like with if some of the stuff pans out, like they could be going beyond that in the near future. And they're doing it without licensed books, all their own characters. Yeah, like I mean, Valiant started with back in the nineties with Magnus Robot Fighter, which they licensed from from Dell and Gold And and unfortunately, that is like that. I think for some of the reprints, like they are reprinting the the older stuff too. Where they can. The problem was is that was too much of an integrated universe. So they can't use Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom. They can't use Turok. Agnes, and they can't use Turok, which were their three top books, right? At, when, at various points, yeah. So it's... They they do, they do have, like... there There has been talks back and forth, but yeah. it's where it makes sense and where the money makes sense, right? Yeah. Because I begged... I loved Solar. That, that uh, first stretch of Solar was so good. I noticed they do have a book called 4001 AD, which yep. I'm guessing is their take on Magnus Robot Fighter now. Maybe. So, uh, uh, seems like Rai is in it. Rai yeah, in he's, a, he's been a character they've reintroduced. So I thought it was nice to see publishers, like middle of the ground publishers like that. Also, like, you know, taking a... The, a stand of like we want brick and mortar publishers to do well. Mm-hmm. Here's how we can both benefit from us yeah. showing up at a convention for you. Yeah. So um, other than that, convention was great for me. I didn't. Did any of you go to the Rogers um, experience outside? No, I because I, I it, went over there. Yeah. Uh, Where was it? It was in the park behind the uh, behind the convention center. Yeah, it was over at Steam Whistle Park. Oh, okay. They so had the the they had Simpsons walk around characters. They were doing oh. They were doing Q and A's with celebrities. There was a guy from Sons of Anarchy doing a panel oh, for um, free outside while oh. I was there. The Disney Channel was there giving away Ducktales um, frisbees. You know, oh they, man, they had a whole. Should have walked over. They there. had a whole bunch of stuff going on that was free. Yep. Didn't uh, even know about and, it. And you know, they have that little train. The Toronto. Um, train museum is over there and they have that little miniature train that kids can ride as i walked by the train was full of furries well that was interesting was it was it kim (laughs) coates was was he the guy from some i believe that's yeah because he was he was at the convention they were our friends at geek card got to talk to him apparently it's a very funny interview they were promoting roger's ignite yeah Yeah. i was was over at steam whistle park to get a photo shoot done as thor and loki and as we're walking back, we were walking by the Ignite setup, and two guys come up to us and said, "Hey, um, would you like to meet see my bird?" And I was like, "Huh?" And he had a macaw and a parrot, and the parrot was dressed up as Spider Man, so he ended up putting it on my shoulder. Okay, did it cost you anything? No, he uh, the guy just had because these- they were out front of. Uh, the, the North Building, when I left on Sunday, they, they were there. There was a guy with, like, two ball pa- pythons, too. I'm like... I saw those. Oh, wh- why? <laughs> yeah, we saw them. But I thought it was neat, because I've never had a parrot on my shoulder before. <laughs> Let so. alone one dressed like Spider-Man? Yeah. And then the one... Did that, you get a picture of it? Yeah, I Ash got a bunch mask of mask on a parrot's head. Did, did Ash get a picture of that? Because I think that, like, that fits... Loki, right? It's he, like he, he got the, uh, the macaw on his shoulder, and actually the macaw bit a all. chunk oh. out of his costume. Oh, nice. okay. Not out of Ash, just no, out of just his a, costume. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry. It's like, I have battle damage from a from macaw. A macaw. <laughs> this oh, is awesome. Uh, so macaw. Yeah. Oh, uh, in that line, um, I... I 
it's you know some people have have mentioned to me that sometimes I, I I sound like I'm defending Fan Expo as because I'm a corporate suck up, which I'm not. I I, I have I have my grievances with them over the years, oh, yeah. but for those people who have had grievances in the past, this is kind of a sign that the management has turned over. Like what Ed was saying, the the. The social media seems much more up to date and more friendly. And interactive, and yeah. So there is a woman. Her name is uh, Bridget O'Regan. I've been following her for about a year and a half now. She's a violinist. She got a little bit of viral fame. I want to say a year ago or two years ago, by being outside of the convention, and when people in costume or cosplayers went by. She would play their theme music on her violin. Oh, I saw her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she also, uh, when, what was it, NXT, the, the year SummerSlam was in mm-hmm. Toronto, or not SummerSlam, uh, Survivor Series was in Toronto. She also was part of Nakamura's entrance that year. Okay, I remember her. So um, this year, she was just planning on doing what she did the last year, busking out front of the thing. Costume characters walked by. She played the theme song, and her her friend or whatever it was, or her video crew would do videos of it, and they'd put it in on YouTube like they would every year. So apparently, she was doing this out front of the North Building. Guy came up to her and went, "Oh, you're you're really good." Starts talking to her, but like sort of like she knows this is official, f- figuring that this is going to be followed by. Fuck please, off! Please like, leave. Uh, go away! Like you're taking to. I don't know who it is. I have a good guess on who it was, but apparently it was one of the officials from Fan Expo, and went, "Why aren't you inside?" And she's like, "Oh well, you know, no offense, I can't afford to pass this year. I'm a busker. <laughs> like I'm a musician yeah. who play. It plays outside, plays weddings and stuff. It, it's I can't afford to pass to get in." And he's like. Oh, well, now you're a guest. And he got her a guest pass, and she was allowed to go inside and play in the building. Six to, like, you know, well, when did Informa take over four years ago? Um, Yeah, somewhere around there. I I, think it was last last year I helped out with Big B Comics. Okay, so let's say five, six years ago, that would have not happened. No. Some douche would have probably told her to leave. Mm. This to me is a prime example of a different attitude within that company because not only was it like, no, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. No, come inside and do it, please. You know, and it's because it's she's got a huge social media presence. Yeah. And if she, and if she tweets nice things about Informa and Fan Expo, it it reflects well on the company. Exactly. Like it, from a corporate standpoint well, and just from a friendly standpoint. As we've already said, this year had a very different feel than any year before. And time and and even changes in management take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. if you t- if you do a corporate takeover, you got to figure out what you have in place already before you can make changes. So, mm-hmm. so what? That was probably I think that was 2014. 2014 was the last year I volunteered with um, with Big B, mm-hmm. and I think that was the year that the that the press release came out that Informa took over. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're sitting at. Three full fan expos that they've had control. Yeah. So on the other side of it as well. Now the guy who brings me in, Kevin Boyd, always thanks me for my help. He he has never 
once said not said anything to me he has always been very happy that i am willing to bring my time and knowledge question mark Mm -hmm. to these things but this year and i'm i'm afraid i didn't get the gentleman's name somebody from i'm assuming higher up than kevin came around to my panel thanked all the guests who were on it for coming to the show and thanked me for the job that i was doing i've never seen this guy in my life I, as far as I know, wasn't in any of my panels, It, but it was nice to like, like, I know Kevin appreciates the job that I, I do, but it's also nice to hear that like somebody else is appreciating the jobs that all these volunteers and stuff are doing yeah. at the show. Mm-hmm. Like, like my only real direct contact with management of any sort is Kevin. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have contact with other management because I like I know there are good people there that I've met in different things. The big head honcho there, James Armstrong, great dude. I've met him like through Geekard and other situations where he's been kind of off the clock. But there's so it's I find it's like, like middle management sometimes can be assholes, you know, yeah. just using their power to show you that they're a that boss they have, and yeah. you you have to eat my shit sandwich. And the, the, I this is one of those years that I get the feeling that uh, there's probably a couple of those types of people still sticking around, but it really felt like like Ed was saying that there's there is a there's a new sheriff in town somewhere in in that area, and it, it's nice to see. I don't, and I would like it the. That like people get to the point where it's like, yeah, Fan Expo's great. Do you remember like years ago when there was a bunch of assholes working mm-hmm. there? They're all gone, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we had a good time. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, but you you're going to Germany. Germany, so. Germany. So to end this episode, um, and I can include Kevin in this, if uh, next year. Guess that you want. Just throw it out there. Somebody that you want that you want that maybe hasn't been in a few years of if possible or at all. Okay. Um mm. I would say Shoot for the moon. Go for it. Find I it is no concern. I'd love it if they brought in Jeff Johns. I'd get my Green Lantern book signed. Yeah. I'd get some He he's a modern guy who would drive a line. Yeah, and I'm not even a big fan, but he would he would have like the and he does do super, like he does pop up signings and stuff like he's been to the snail yeah and done when, all these things where it's filming like, here and he yeah. takes a and look he was, yeah. uh, back when he had his previous position with uh, with DC mm. but uh, just off the top of my head right now like something like that yeah I'd say you know Jeff, Jeff Johns? Johns would be like a realistic some you know someone that I would stand in line to get something signed like I did with Dan Slot okay. Oh, where do I start? I've already said the SCTV cast and Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. actually, you've already kind of put your wish list out there. But if there's Gal- one more, go with one or two more. Oh, Gal Gadot, Ben mm. Affleck, Henry Cavill, mm. Chris Evans, Sebastian Stan, <laughs> Jeremy Renner. You know, like, yeah. those are the guys. Actually, the, like, the, well, you've already Anthony, met Renner, so you don't yeah, need to meet him Renner, again. Renner, Anthony Mackie, they, they are already in the Fan Expo group because yeah. they've done Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, um, Sebastian Stan. I already know. Like to me, it's not as important, but I know many people that that will draw. Oh yeah, that will draw money. And I think even if you get any of the Avengers cast, yeah, any of the current Avengers will draw money. Yeah, 
Well, I looked at it. So Ace Conventions has Chris Evans, uh, Josh Brolin, which was the one that I'm like, wow, they're shelling out money. And uh, not Downey because nobody's going to get him. Um, shit. Maybe it's Sebastian Sitton. There's one other one. Like It's like three of the big Avengers yeah. cast. Not Ruffalo and not Downey Jr., but are like so it's you Johansson? know Scarlett Johansson no and I have some other celebs I'd like to meet but those are those are lower yeah tier. but throw it in throw whoever uh, you okay. want in I'm on a big fall guy kick right now so Heather Lee Majors Thomas. oh uh, okay Lee Majors was at Fan Expo back oh, in 2013 you're right mm-hmm. yeah so no I'd be Heather Thomas you know who would be a big draw and a big name because he I've never heard him doing anything like that. Would be Will Smith. Will Smith. He's been in oh, enough genre yeah, movies, and he's. I, I know think that's, he's too big. Well, like I know, that, but like, even well, if he went, yeah, sure, I'll do it. That's when you start having problems yeah. with like crowd. So um, the guy whose panel I would like to go to, Joss Whedon. Yeah, you know what? He's been out of the spotlight for a little while yeah. too. So so maybe Joss Whedon and a Buffy cast reunion. So Sarah Michelle idea. Geller and um, and uh, what's her name Willow? She was on uh, Allison Allison Hannigan. Hannigan, yeah, and um, and Anthony Head and that I think I think I think we're we're coming up, if we haven't already passed it twenty fifth anniversary. Of uh, I want to say that's passed. Yeah, so yeah, at least twentieth is over and done with. So yeah, so maybe okay, a, that's a, a that's a good a Buffy. Re, I know some of those people, some of the Buffy people have been before, but yeah, I don't yeah, think Joss Whedon has ever done. Not to my knowledge. And to learn about what went on behind the scenes on Avengers and Justice League and Buffy mm. and Firefly. We st- I think we're still too close to both of those movies to find out what really happened well, behind I know. the scenes of. But st- I, I'd like to hear his and, take on it. Yeah. And- now with that, um, this this is kind of pointed more towards you. Uh-oh. With uh, with the Parkard TV show being in the works, mm-hmm. do you think we get? Because I noticed he hasn't been doing as much conventions lately. He ha- he has mm-hmm. arthritis issues, which is part of it. Yeah. I think. Um. But do you think we get a couple more TNG reunions in the next year on the convention circuit? Um, they they seem to happen quite frequently. Yeah, but uh, they well, seem to have died down with March it. March Comic Con uh, last year. Did Wasn't you that early? Did oh, you geez, see, maybe I'm just losing um, track of time. You didn't happen to see Patrick Stewart's Instagram feed this weekend. Yes, that's why I was asking. Uh, there, they had a the entire dinner. cast went out for dinner. The cast of Next Generation. Everybody was there except. Riker, except Frakes, yeah. who was probably in Toronto working on Discovery because right. he's doing two episodes. Or whatever show he's, he's directing also, episodes It could be of. Orville. He's doing yeah. both Orville and Discovery this year. Is it year. Gates McFadden that's on like Picard's left? I believe so. Yeah, because it, it was like, it looks like her, but I guess she's stopped she's, dyeing her hair. She's red. got blonde or blondish yeah, white or, hair. Yeah. She just did a convention um, in Ticonderoga, New York. There, there is a... This is a, a bizarre thing, but there is an exact replica recreation of the Star Trek original series Enterprise sets in Ticonderoga, New York. They filmed one of those um, fan series there. Okay. And so now that they can't do fan video anymore, they hold Star Trek conventions there, and it's now like a museum. Anybody can go and see these 
cool Star Trek sets. So Yet they, another reason why Ryan's got to get his passport, because that is drivable, my friend. So they had a convention there last weekend, uh, uh, and the, the guests were Gates McFadden and Carl Urban. Oh, okay. And... Uh, he, she was asked about the Picard series, and she said, at this point, I know nothing. Patrick yeah. hasn't shared anything. So the rumor is the reason for this big dinner was so Patrick can say, this is what I can tell you about what's going on with this new Star Trek yeah, show. wouldn't be surprised. Because I don't think you can do a Picard show without having some of those characters show up again. Yeah. So that's it for Fan Expo Canada 2018 True North Nerds wrap-up. That's mm. a really long title for an episode. Well, yeah. it's a really long episode. Yeah, that is true. Um, geek picks, I guess, if there's anything you want to share. I got one. Yeah. Okay, you guys go around the table. So uh, list update. Kevin's list update. He's now into the winter of 1982. And 1982 is a big year for geek movies. Mm-hmm. Star Trek II, Blade Runner. But what I want to talk about is an animated series that started in the fall of 81. And it is, uh, it's kind of overlooked because there's another show with this. There were two shows with the same character that debuted in the fall of 81. Spider-Man had two animated series. Okay, one is his Amazing Friends. And the other was just called Spider-Man. Oh. And that's the one I want to talk about. Okay. Because it's overlooked, uh, people don't know about it, and it's for a show written and created in 1981, it's really quite modern. It's got, not every episode is uh, advances a plot, but about every other episode, every three episodes, there's this bizarre... Doctor Doom plot where there is a revolution of the peasants in Latveria and Spider-Man helps these dissident revolutionaries try to take down Doctor Doom as supreme leader of Latveria. Huh. It's really pretty cool. All right. So, uh, and in addition to those episodes, they bring in a lot of other Marvel characters too. There's been a Captain America episode. There's a Submariner episode. Mm. There was a cool episode with Kazar. The uh, Jungle Man. Words that were words that were never uttered in the same sentence ever. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I kind of recommend the 1981 syndicated Marvel series Spider Man. It shares a lot of similarities with Spider Man. And it's Amazing Friends. They just use the same voice cast. Like it's the exact same it's, cast. It's the the off hours when his Amazing Friends are in class. Exactly. The <laughs> character designs are exactly the, the same. same. So your main cast is Spider Man, J. Jonah Jameson, oh, A. Betty right. Grant. Uh, you just don't have Firestar and Iron Man and uh, Iceman. But uh, it, it, it's weird that both shows. See, Marvel had just started its own production company at that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they bought. Um, they bought the company that used to make Pink Panther cartoons, yep. uh, to Patty Freeling, and it cha- and renamed it Marvel Productions. Mm-hmm. And these two shows were their first their first um, forays into t- TV animation on their own. So and then from there, that's where you get GI Joe and Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Marvel the Marvel action. Yeah, that's a weird Sunbow. thing where Marvel. Marvel bought that company, created that company, and then it got spun off later on into its own separate entity, or like got sold off mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. at a, at some point. So, yeah, so the 1981 animated series Spider-Man. Okay. Nice. Ryan. Uh, well, my pick's a little little more modern pick. Um, so one thing my brother picked up at Fan Expo was um, from the Rooster Teeth booth was a copy of Laser Team 2. And uh, if you weren't aware, Laser Team, which was the first movie, was a Rooster Teeth produced, uh, crowdfunded movie uh, in, in partnership with YouTube Red. Mm-hmm. 
uh, sci-fi comedy. These four guys end up getting each end up getting a different With a piece, piece of, of, a super of a super suit. suit. Okay. So one guy gets the boots, and so he gets like speed. The other guy gets a blaster on his hand. The other guy has like a, a shield, and one gets stuck with the helmet on his head. Doesn't it like screw into his skull or something so he can't take it? Well, off? yeah, and that's the one thing. Once they put them all on, they can never. They never find out. You know, they don't figure out how to take them off. Oh, that's right. And they're bumbling. You know, the, the characters are kind of bumbling and stuff. It's a comedy. It's pretty good. Uh, it's filled with uh, with mem- you know, other people that work at Rooster Teeth, right? Along with real, you know, other actors and stuff that you know. So if you're a fan of Rooster Teeth, and you, so you'll you'll have you'll enjoy seeing the the other people showing up in little bit parts. Um, but if you have no idea who anybody from Rooster Teeth is, it's still just a good, funny sci-fi series. And it aired it's, originally on YouTube Red. Yeah, yeah. even the new, uh, even this one. You know, so this Laser Team Two, it's on YouTube Red, uh, but it's actually available. Both of them are available on DVD, DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my brother uh, he picked it up when we were there because uh, he didn't have it yet, and so I borrowed it from him and uh, got to watch it. And uh, actually, I brought it here tonight so Brent can borrow it and watch yeah. it. I would say it's like similar to Broken Lizards' sense of humor, but not quite as crass. Yeah, no, like, you know, not as druggy sense. and yeah, like, no, without the drugs and the not like not like PG, but PG thirteen right. style humor, maybe. Yeah, or no, wait, PG thirteen has nudity, so maybe PG. Yeah. <laughs> But that, like, sort of, if you like that stuff, there's a good chance you'll like the the sense of humor that they throw into their cool. movies. Yeah. So that's my pick. Ed. Okay, well, it's a good thing that Gavin is, well, maybe Gavin shouldn't write this one down, but I'm going to pick something nobody is ever going to think I'm ever going to pick. SpongeBob? What's a Game of Thrones? Deadpool 2 on Blu-ray. Ooh. <laughs> It's okay, other Ed doesn't listen to our podcast, so I, he will I never watched, hear you say it. I watched the extended cut. The, mm-hmm. the super duper cut? Super duper cut. That should have been the version that came out in theater. It is way better than the original. I thought Deadpool 2... I shit on Deadpool all the time, but... Um, no, the movie... The first movie was good. The second movie was good. The extended cut, the super duper cut, is much better. Like, okay. I laughed my ass off through the whole movie. Huh. Like, it All was right. just the stuff that they added. Like, there's another 15 minutes they added into the movie. The beginning kill scene where it's showing Deadpool killing people all over the world. Oh, there's more to there's that. There's more yeah. to it. Um, there's a running gag throughout the whole beginning where he's like, someone s- speaks to him in Chinese or Japanese, and he's like, I don't know what you're saying. I only took Spanish in school. And it's like Este la biblioteca, and it says, and the and the the subtitle says, "I don't bargain." So throughout the whole movie, he keeps saying "Don este la biblioteca," and it would come up as "I don't bargain." So I'm like laughing, yep. like hysterically on that. Um, the whole bonus scenes where he goes back in time—that's all extended. Yeah, so. It, I just really enjoyed what they did. 
Does I'm the uh, does the the Blu-ray ha- also have the theatrical cut on it? Like, yeah, is it, you actually, have your choice? it's two disc. Oh, okay, so one is one. one so yeah. I was really surprised on that when I opened it up, and it's like, why is there two discs? On yeah. This? So one is a theatrical disc, and one is. So if okay. you don't want the super duper cut, give the theater, you know, give Just the super give duper to, to your best friend. Um, the only thing is, is the commercials leading up to it saying about the super duper cut. They showed a little bit more with Shatterstar. And there's nothing that really... I can't find it. I haven't watched every special feature yet. I was hoping they'd show more. Even though Shatterstar got very little respect in the movie, <laughs> it's a char- well, it's a character you like. Oh, it's yeah. a character I, I like. Well, like even now they've done so much with him that it, it, he's you know, there's a lot to him. So I was really hoping they were gonna show something more of Shatterstar. So unfortunately, spoiler, when they kill off all of X-Force... Oh, we talked about that on our Deadpool episode, so it's all good. You have new listeners. You have brand new people you've just brought in from Fan Expo. Hopefully. Hopefully Um, they've seen Deadpool too. But unfortunately, there's nothing extra they added for X-Force itself. Uh, I was disappointed. I was hoping they were going to show more with like Bedlam or Vanisher or, or namely Shatterstar because even just... Watching it again because I've seen it on the big screen twice, but watching it at home, um, the Stan Lee cameo I missed the first two times, yeah, the Alpha Flight cameo I missed. So, but no, Deadpool 2, I I paid full price for it and it was worth it. Like, I I thought it was, yeah, spectacular. yeah I've bought it already too. Yeah. It's a good pick. So, my pick is... I'm going with a comic book. Um, I may have picked this before, but it's just some of the stuff in it is so awesome. Uh, Avengers, written by Jason Aaron, uh, drawn by Ed McGuinness, I think, for the first run. That's the new one? That's the the new one. It's the one that's on stands. There's no trade for it yet. Yeah. it's wacky. Like it's got a lot of like far out ideas in it, and we're going to get more of those far out ideas as it goes on. It introduced a prehistoric version of the Avengers, starring a ghost rider on a flaming woolly mammoth. <laughs> um, Can we talk about the elephant in the room? Because uh, it's on fire. It's on fire. <laughs> um, so there, it's got that. It had the uh, the Celestials return to Earth, and like the Avengers are battling them. And there's a makeout scene between between Savage She Hulk and Thor. And there's like all this crazy shit going on. And it's been a lot of fun. And apparently, um, they're going to do kind of like standalone stories that delve more into the prehistoric Avengers and where they kind of sit. Well, one of them's Odin, so we kind yeah, of know where Odin. that is. But there's like an Odin. There is a Phoenix Carrier. There is a Sorcerer Supreme of that time period. A kind of caveman-ish Black Panther. And uh, because Marvel really likes using it, a star brand from the new universe that uh, Jonathan Hickman reintroduced the Marvel Universe a couple years ago. But this particular star brand looks a lot like a Hulk. So I'm curious about what they're how they're going to explain everything when they get up to that one. But the next issue apparently is prehistoric Ghost Rider, which he's not a flaming woolly mammoth. I would write that book in a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
beyond that and i've also i've tweeted both to him and don and uh donny cates the guy who's writing the space punisher book that at some point that aaron's prehistoric avengers has to meet cates's uh guardians of the galaxy 3000 or whatever they are the one with juggerduck in it and juggerduck Howard the Duck has Juggernaut's uh, Gemma Sidorak, and the design for it is amazing. Uh, and Rocket Raccoon's head is on like a group body, and like, <laughs> and Cable's still around for whatever reason. Oh, time it travel. just goes to the future. Yeah, I guess, but like it, those teams have to meet and fight. And dubstep <laughs> still sucks. Yes. Yep. It was never good. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening along. Uh, we will have a special little kind of one-shot episode come up with uh, my interview with Jay Fosgett and the uh, the sales guy at Valiant Comics. And, and just another quick plug, uh, September 22nd, BPL Comic-Con at yep. the Barry Public Library. I'll be there as a featured cosplayer with a lot of other great cosplayers. Uh, we've got a good lineup that we're bringing in this year. And I will also have some of my Canadian Toy Con trading cards. Awesome. So if you've listened to the podcast and you come up and see me, I will give you one. That's the only way you're going to get one. I'm not going to hand them you out gotta to everyone. you got to specifically ask yep. for it. you got to come up and say, That's awesome. I want your trading card because they're really well done. So make sure you swing by BPL Comic Con. Um, because this is the third year, and it's something that uh, Jen helped bring into fruition. So I'm working very hard to build on it for the future and yep. and and keep it going. I, I'm not sure if we're going to be there. We might be at Four City that weekend because uh, it's uh, it's a it's a convention we haven't been to too. Yep. And I'd kind of like to make inroads there. And uh, our good friend Jay Foskett's going to be there too. So and I've got somebody to talk to. Also in the future uh hamilton comic-con september yep. 13th or sorry october 13th and 14th you're going to hamilton i will be at hamilton okay, so the weekend he's at hamilton we're in oshawa <laughs> yes oh, that, that shows how many conventions are going on yep. it's like our little squad has yep. to now be at different conventions um, at actually i talked to mr green and opl FanCon. unfortunately i've already got my tickets for hamilton yeah so no no go. that makes sense so coming full circle uh, the featured cosplayer there will be wonder woman 905 and she is spectacular. So if you're awesome. going to, and Mr. Green says that actually OPL FanCon is going to be both levels now. Yep, they're working on making it bigger and better. Good. So we're going to be recording an episode there. Oh, we are. Yeah. So unfortunately, I can't go. But uh, if you're going to OPL FanCon, go and say hi to Wonder Woman 905. And October 26th and 27th is London Comic Con. Yeah, I'm Keith, tempted because Keith, Keith David is going to be there. So I'm going to be there on the Goliath Saturday. from Gargoyles. Oh, uh, you can get a other pop. He's been so much. The voice of Spawn. You can go get one of those Funko Pops and get it signed. They the the one of the best fight scenes ever in They Live. How many nut shots are in that scene? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, basically, uh, and if, my and my personal favorite Carpenter movie, uh, The Thing. Yes. He is, yeah, so, just. nope, there's so many great conventions coming up in the next two months, so it's going to be very busy. It's going to be a busy uh, fall. Yep. yep. So, if you enjoyed Fan Expo or if you haven't been to Fan Expo, come out and 
Do the local cons. Yeah, try the smaller ones. See if you like it. Work your way up. If you don't like crowds, go to the smaller cons. Yeah. yeah. All, all the, you can get all the same stuff there. So, And the library cons are free. That is very true. Family fun, friendly entertainment. Yep. And then there's one in December for for Informa. Then we get a break for well. There's the, we Christmas. all those toy cons too in between here uh, and there. Canadian and Toy Con September fifteenth. There's one in November, and their final show of the year is at uh, Kitchener City Hall on New Year's Eve. Yeah, September fifteenth. Uh, Ryan, Jen, and I may be going and uh, possibly filming some of our, of our toy shopping. Maybe, maybe we, we we haven't quite figured out whether. One of the guests at London Comic Con is Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers. Yep. <laughs> There's somebody else on that list that I have no, no idea actually, who London, they are. No, actually, London London has some pretty good crowds. Uh, yeah, one of the village people is going to be there. Yeah, it looks like two of the village two of people. Two, two of them. Because there's one I clicked the on. The cowboy and, and the Indian. Indian. And uh, Django Fett. No, it's... Or is that Young Boba? That's Young yeah, Boba. Young, young, young Boba. You know that with... Okay, so th- this is maybe slightly weird idea, but okay, two of the village people are going to be there, right? The cowboy and the Indian is that what That's we're it, yeah. or a cowboy Native American? Yeah. Oh, Ed, Ken how, Shamrock. Yeah, Ken Shamrock. He's at the top of the list. Yeah. And so, Curtis, James Marsters, Ted Ramey. Yeah, and Serena Vincent, who looks like she was a Power Ranger. <laughs> so, how many cosplayers? Well, maybe not cosplayers. Uh, how many people? Dress up as the other village people for those photo ops. Oh, probably all you, of them. Like your entire get, line, you'll probably get quite a few. Yeah. And the good thing with London Comic Con, it is actually switching buildings. It's going to be in the Agriplex, which is bigger. Agriplex is a much nicer building. It okay. used to be over in the other side. I've been down to Western District Fair for uh, work purposes. Work purposes. The building that the Comic Con used to be in. I was never a big fan of. Uh, okay. It's an older building. It doesn't have the same flow. Yeah. I'm excited for it to go in the Agriplex. That's why I want to go back to London Comic Con this cool. year. I, London Comic Con looks like fun. I may check Okay, so yeah, we might see that. It's, uh, we're we're going to be all over the place. Yep. We're going to be like city keep TV busy. everywhere. Oh, jeez. Well, keep, keep your eyes on our social media. We'll tell you where we are. Yep. So. Yep. So in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. If you're a new listener, please join us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're under True North Nerds for all of those things. Um, and let us know that you're you're listening. We would we would love to hear from you because we don't get to hear from people that often. You're very quiet out there, but I know there's a good chunk of you. Why? Because I get the numbers for the ratings. Ooh. Ooh. So on behalf of Kevin Ryan and Snowhawk Cosplay, thank you for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook, under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.